Hello there, and welcome to episode 15 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and with me is your other host, my son, Colin. What's good? So, it's been, <laughs> it's been 83 years. No. Oh, is this a Titanic <laughs> reference? Yes. Nice. It feels like it's been 83 years since we've done it. It's been a while. Well, when was, when did we post episode 14? I don't even know. Is it more know. than two weeks ago? No way. Yes, it was definitely more than more, two weeks ago. Not recorded. No, I know. I'm sure it was more than two weeks ago. Damn. But anyway. Oh, well. We're back. Was, finally. Yeah. And um, mostly we were on a pause because of our other little side project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Called Decoding Devs. P.S. Watch Devs. Watch on Devs. Hulu. <laughs> and then listen, if you have like a spare 22 hours... Listen to Decoding Devs after that. <laughs> 22? I guess it is probably about 22. We no, it's nine, more than that. We did nine episodes. It's way more than that. It's like 40. No! Yes, it's definitely 40. It's like, our minimum was two and a half hours. I don't think we ever were below two and a half hours, which would okay. make it about well, anyway, 18, anyway, Devs is really good. You should watch it. Um, yeah. But now that's over. And now we're back in the mm-hmm. Unknown Regions. We... Went through the, what's that called? The blood net? <laughs> yeah. No, wait, 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 wait. What is that called? The hexagon, the... the... It's, got, it's got several names. It's hexa Blood something. net is the only one I ever remember. Okay. It's but from the book, though. It was a really, it was a rough flight, but we're back. Yeah. We were long. <laughs> yeah. We were tough. And um, we dragged someone with us. <laughs> okay. Dragged. Actually, you know what happened? He pulled an Obi-Wan, he snuck aboard, he hid in the side compartment. He did like the weird like <laughs> You know what I mean? When he sits down, he like for some reason furrows his brow and then shuts it with two yeah. Like a yeah. Jesus thing. Well Yeah. So he's here. Um Who? He would be <laughs> my husband. He's here. Your father. <laughs> Jeffrey J. Whitlick. This is hype. Please call me Jeff. <laughs> Hi. Hello. You've come so far. Like, this is wild. All the way from upstairs. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And I've been a big it. fan since the beginning. Yeah, man. What? I've been a big fan since the beginning. Number one you podcast have, And listener. also our one and only sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Literally, Unbeknownst to me. <laughs> literally without whom this podcast nor Indeed. any others would ever happen. True. Because, you know, somebody Shout has out. to bankroll this operation yes sir i have to admit before i came down here i expected a better and bigger production but <laughs> this is it fold up table <laughs> it's underwhelming it's a rinky dink operation what can i say we need okay. to get those like crazy cranes that they put microphones on the, the bo- ones that are booms well no better than booms because booms are like kind of come up from above and it's on a skinny pole there are like crazy Why like, contraptions what Why would no we, we don't that? need it but um, <laughs> you just want that. I was on when I don't know at school. I was invited a few times to do radio DePaul, and it's like the podcast of DePaul kind of. And they had like those things where like they come up from the middle of the table. They're like they like reach all the way back and around, and it's right here. It's crazy. I don't think our ceilings are high enough. So not they are not a rinky dink operation. No, that's that's crazy. Okay, so... We don't even wear headphones. <laughs> Dad and I aren't even wearing headphones no, right now. <laughs> you're not. I'm wearing mine because I paid a lot of money for these red mm-hmm. Sith Trooper headphones. Now, I don't even like that movie, but red. the headphones are pretty sweet, though. Still. Yeah, they're cool. They're All right, cool. so we've only had a couple of guests. 
Um, but oh yeah, we have two guests. This we've is had third. two guests, and I don't even feel like we we didn't even interview Brandon. I don't think I think we skipped over that because we knew we were going to be talking to him for seventeen hours about Mandalore. But yeah, you are not getting out of the interview, my friend. Ooh. So, rank the Star Wars films one to eleven. Dang. Go. <laughs> so, By the way, I offered to give him these questions ahead of time so he would have you know prepared answers. He did not want that. So, <laughs> we'll see how he does. Uh, okay. I will yep. say episode five, Empire First. Facts. Um, I love Revenge of the Sith, episode three. So that's two. I love uh, Last Jedi. Okay. Three. Four this is... looking good so far. Um, probably the OG. Oh, Four. okay. Sick. Five, uh, I I love Rogue One. I actually thought that would be higher up on your list, but okay. uh, he does love Rogue One. I do. I love Rogue One. Uh, six would be uh, Force Awakens. Mm. Seven. Gallon's <laughs> making a face. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. Seven is uh, Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Eight is... Suspense. Um, I'm trying to remember which ones I haven't picked on yet. You haven't picked Solo. One. Yeah, episode one, episode six. Solo, Phantom Menace, Return of the Jedi, and... The other one. This, which shall be not You put Solo two above episode six? I haven't said anything yet. Oh, oh, you were... Oh, <laughs> I thought that was it. I thought you just read it. Uh, so I'm on number eight. Um, eight would be, uh, Return of the Jedi. Nine is Sol- uh, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Ten is Solo. And eleven is... Episode nine. Episode nine. Yes. Okay. Well, we don't have to get divorced. That's... I, yeah. That's <laughs> it's oh okay. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Question two. What is your first Star Wars memory? Ooh. Uh, well, I saw the original in the theater, so I would have been, I think, six. It, it came out in May of 77, so yeah, right. I would have been six and a half um, back then. But do you remember it, though? Of course. I, I remember Dang it very man. well. That's so. Cool. Um, Back then, of course, you know, you didn't have the 32 multiplex. You had one, maybe two movies being played in theaters, and, and the line was around the theater. It was outside, <laughs> around, it was, you know, warm enough outside. Which one was it? Which theater? It was Woodfield. Um, Wasn't that, that freestanding one? No, it was Woodfield 1 and 2, which no, was... No, that's what I'm saying, the freestanding one. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's true, right, because they built that other one. Uh, I guess there were two freestanding ones, but the original was the freestanding one that I saw it at. Uh, as a, a side note, I saw King Kong there as well, which also wrapped around the building, which <laughs> just gives you it gives you a feel for how how uh, intense it was back then when you went to go see a movie. It was like it was such an event. Um, but we went to go see that movie. I was not allowed to see King Kong. It that was too scary. It huh? was terrifying. <laughs> so that was a good That's move. So oh yeah, I had nightmares from that. Of course, I was Aww, six. I really want. Can to I ask a cool that. question? Yes. What is a freestanding theater? 
It's I've never heard of that term. Well, it's uh, it, it, not in a mall. So it, it was near the mall, but it was outside the mall. It was like it was just like a one or two. That was it. Like it's a movie theater. It's not a multiplex. Like imagine okay. the La- the Lake in the Hills theater, but there's only yeah. two rooms in there and not mm, dang. eight. That's whatever. crazy. And they seat like a gajillion each. No surround sound. Well, no, yeah. I mean, it oh, was as, okay, it was cool. as good a tech as they had back then. That's cool. Which was pretty bad, you know, in retrospect. But back then, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that movie. Uh, it had such a profound. It was so different and intense and cool to see it on that gigantic screen as a six-year-old. Isn't it? Was yeah. amazing. <laughs> What's been crazy? But you know, and I, I got a plastic lightsaber. Ooh. My cousin Andy and I were very close back then. He was about a year younger than me, and he saw it as well. He lives down in St. Louis, near St. Louis. And we we were we would reenact like the what was the what's that ship like. Uh, uh, what was the ship that Vader came on to to get the the plans? What do they call that ship? Oh, you, that would be the Tantivi Four. Yeah, at <laughs> the yeah. yeah. Lego set upstairs. The blockade rebel ship yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Uh, nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it, but we would reenact like hiding behind you know uh, breaks in the wall. That's cool. Uh, you know, pretending like we were terrified. Yeah, but who were you? We were the this rebels. Is the big question. We were the rebels, and and we were Vader was coming on, and we were kind of like trying to block Vader coming on. We didn't have a lightsaber, obviously, uh, as rebels to protect ourselves. <laughs> but, but you weren't like Luke or Han or someone major. You were that's just, cool. Man. No, we were the dudes. In, we were the dudes in the in the costume. We were the dudes in the Respect. uniforms. Respect. Uh, getting strangled and tossed. Getting aside. killed that's and whatnot. Dope. But it was that, that's dope. But that scene. So you asked what what's the. Um, that's the thing I remember the most of that movie is the intensity of that opening scene, Bruh. and I'll, I'll just never forget it. The op- the, the Tam Tam hit, and then you just see the yeah. I'm sure the because remember, it it was it was. Excuse me. I didn't. You know, we didn't sit at home and watch trailers. We didn't. We mm-hmm. didn't read advertisements. I was six. I oh, didn't yeah. know anything about this movie going into Who this movie. You? My family. Oh, your That's whole cool. family went. My whole family went. Oh, I didn't so know cool. anything about this movie going in. So so sitting there and watching Vader in it come in is such an intense, massive character. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying and exciting as a six-year-old. So, that yeah, I, yeah, I remember it like it just happened. That's and cool. And that was 43 years ago. Dang. That's cool. Okay, next question. I don't want to limit you to numbers. Because I know that everyone feels in their heart and soul that they have their favorite characters. And I don't want to limit anyone to numbers by saying, okay, top four or whatever. So, <laughs> who are your favorite characters of uh, across all of Star Wars? Dang. Um, That's a lot of characters to choose from. Well, I love Jin. What? Jin. Oh, Jin. Yeah. I love Jin from Rogue One. I just think she's strong and... and not at all cute. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and that's the podcast, everybody. Close it out. That has nothing to do with it. Okay. But she's adorable. So, no, not at all. I'm I mean, not... I I will die on the hill of her hair is terrible in that movie. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I do not like her hairstyle. I don't. She is a way cuter girl than that. And I realize they were trying to make her look... You know, like she doesn't care about her hair, but they could have 
done that differently. Perhaps, yeah. I didn't think about that. But anyway, go ahead. That's cool. Uh, That's a little catty. It's not. I just, you know how I notice hair and makeup. I rip on Leia's makeup all the time in Uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. She's my favorite, so it has nothing to do with her. Anything, it's her. Mm-hmm. Whoever her stylist, trash person, or her hair was, or whoever picked that hairdo. I just like the fact that she's, you know, she's like, she has no special powers, and she's just kind of a hard ass. She's, she's, yeah. she's uh, <clears throat> doing what doesn't need to be done, but she's doing it anyways, and putting her her life at risk. I mean, I think the whole thing is kind of cool. I, I love that movie. I think that movie was done as good as it possibly could have been done. I don't know why it's not higher on your list. Um. I expected it to be like three or four, probably. Well, you know what? I, I kind of I, I look at at I, I say this the analogy to you all the time, Colin. I, the mm. Beatles. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Beatles, but I respect the impact that they have on music. Yeah. So I'm not going to remove them from a, the upper echelon of rankings of bands mm-hmm. because I don't like their sound because I appreciate the impact that they had. And that's kind of what Rogue One. Rogue One was was a fill-in, uh, yeah, story. Um, you knew how it ended, mm-hmm. so it had it, it kind of like. Well, I guess I put Revenge of the Sith high, even though you know how that ends. But I didn't entirely know how that ends. I knew how Rogue One ended. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why it's not higher. I just I think the the other movies maybe deserve a little bit more credit. But the unpredictability um, of the others. But Jin is high on the list. Um, I, Anakin. Okay. If and um. Uh, and I'm having a, a loss right now. Oh, Kane and Jairus. There it is. And possibly. And the, the person who we're talking about today. And the Bendu. Yeah. The <laughs> I was gonna say you the have to. Boy. You better name him because that's why you're here. I think the Bendu. <laughs> I think the Bendu though. That's 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 an interesting. Like I, I love that character as a Star Wars character, but I love that concept in general. Like that whole that resonates very well with me with my mentality, and uh, I think that's why I love that character so much in Star Wars. But, um, Kanan Jarrus. You know, I I think arguably is one of the best Jedi's in of all the Jedi's. I think he does everything for the right reasons. I think he tries his hardest. I don't think there's any hiccups in his in his approach. I love Kanan Jarrus. I probably put him. I should have put him higher in the list. I just didn't think of well, think of the animated versions there's first. No, there's no need to rank your characters. Just like I said. You know in your heart who your favorites are. Mm. They don't need to be numbered, necessarily. <laughs> and I, I know you said three. I'll say four. I love no, Ky- I, Kylo Ren. is really cool. I have a head cover of his face oh, uh, yeah. on my golf clubs. <laughs> you do? Yeah, yeah, he's on my three wood. You do? <laughs> you know the yeah, clubs. The, the mask. I'm. Where did you? Did I get that for you? It's sweet. When I put him when I when I leave my clubs for the bag room, I've had multiple people come up and be like, dude. Fire that head cover. Did I buy awesome. that for you? I don't even remember. No, I bought it for myself at the golf show. Oh, at the golf. But show. I but I put my clubs over there, and uh, I came over and said, "Yeah, I'm here to pick up my my. I'm going out to play." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, which bag is yours?" I'm like, "Oh, it's orange and blue, Kylo and it's Ren. got titleist on the side." And they're like, "Um, what is there any like other feature?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's got a Kylo Ren head cover." And they're like, "Oh, dude, I love that head cover." <laughs> anyway, so yeah, those those are. That's my list. You ever okay. seen that meme 
that's like rank top 10 best whatever and it's like you can't base things off of a number list and then kylo ren <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping you were gonna that's do that awesome but okay um i think it's funny one like like we were saying we are going to be talking extensively about the bendu very soon um so and the reason you are here in the first place is because you love the bendu and you love rebels so mm-hmm. What are your favorite episodes, or favorite arcs of episodes, I guess, would be okay, too, of Rebels? Of Rebels. Well, I guess this is one of the questions that I wish you would have prompted me. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you, there might be some uh, things you might want to think about. I mean, I don't expect you to have, like, episode titles, just, like, parts of the story that were your favorites. The episodes, when... Uh, when they're going through the the portals on the on the backs of those wolves, I guess. Oh right. Um, so towards the end of epi- um, season four. Yeah. Um, when they're on the fall and the wolves are being all freaky cool. deaky yep. and the temples being all freaky deaky. <laughs> yeah, and 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 when they they find it, you know, Ahsoka is in the in between worlds and. Um, yeah, you know, the episode when Kane gets killed, I just I oh, I know alert. I've told you before. <laughs> That's okay. Everyone's seen it. I know, but spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to cut that out, but uh, no, no, That's fine. That's uh, so funny. Sorry. Yeah, anyway. I mean, okay. if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen Rebels. Whatever. But if whatever. Not, uh, whatever. Sorry. But seriously, that. Please send all your mail to Jeffrey J. Whitley. <laughs> oh. That episode, it's it's right up there with with uh, with Rudy in terms of oh jeez, <laughs> yeah, this is tr- this is true. <laughs> like Guys. scrambled Rudy. I, I we decided. I guess was it was it it was before Disney Plus. No, it was a while ago. I I had all the Rebels episodes saved on the DVR for like I remember that years. Wild, yeah, because. I like to watch them. They weren't available yet. You, should, you would save entire series on yes. the DVR. Well, all, all of Rebels was on the DVR. Adventure for Time, like Rebels. Like two years. Yeah. And. It's funny. I was. No one was more surprised than me. First, how much you loved that show. Because I just. I don't know why. I just thought. Like, you never really got that into Clone Wars. You like it, but it's not like. It's too much. You're do or die. There's too many bullets flying in Clone <laughs> Wars. Like, it's, it's just constant. Every episode felt like a repeat of the prior episode. I know, I know it was. I know there was a story arc, and I know there were different characters being introduced. But the constant running and shooting—it just that that it didn't appeal to me. Whereas Rebels, there was character development. It was a smaller group of people that I was able to connect with. Um, That's I, true. And the, vo- the the voice actors on Rebels made more sense to me and I was able to, to differentiate between all of them as opposed to Clone Wars, which is like the same dude who's talking for all of them. I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell the difference between, we I mean, I was worse than you. We don't disparage D. Bradley Baker. In He's incredible, except, but that, but, <laughs> it, mean, but it didn't, hard. It, it was I difficult for me. I can't imagine how hard. It was difficult for me to, to, to watch. I mean, it's hard connect to connect with any of those characters. Oh, I know. I don't have a problem watching it. I think, Plus, Mace Windu is in Clone Wars, oh. which is like, <laughs> anyway. Like, can I say something? Honestly, that's a good point, though. Um, how in Rebels, there's a crew. It's small, 
right? So, like, there's only a small handful of characters to relate to, which probably makes it easier to get more intimate into it, mm-hmm. I guess. Which, obviously, you are more intimate when it comes to Rebels versus well, Clone Wars, obviously. I turned around, and... <laughs> yeah. He's behind, like, the way our couches are situated, I would have to look behind me to see him <laughs> while we were watching it, and he's literally, like... Man tears. Oh, for sure. For sure. I was like, oh my god. He's like, I know, I'm so emotional. Like, wow. I know. I sputter. And, I was like and, talking about it. I know. I can't and it. we just talked about how we were, at, we were at Target yesterday. We were just kind of perusing the, the Star Wars toy aisle. And they had a, one of the really cheap end lightsabers. Uh, Kanan lightsabers. And you stood there. For a good 30 seconds, staring at that, like a six-year-old boy in the toy aisle, like, oh, wow, it's okay, I say I did, mostly because, first of all, you don't see that very often. True. And second of all, uh, well, I I don't know if there is a second of all. Yeah, that's, I've never seen that before. I mean, not only do you not see that, I've never seen it before. But then I started to think, you know, every time your mother brings more Star Wars stuff into the house. <laughs> I think we need to throw things away. Like, we need to make room in the house for the additional stuff. Which brings me to my next question. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. What is your favorite Kylo or Ben Solo collectible of mine? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have, you have many to choose from. You, oh, ha- you have actually gifted many of them to me. Oh, no, that's, this is easy. Is it? So, on our in our bed... Or in our t- in our t- <laughs> in our bed. Whoa. Terms of service. We wa- TOS. <laughs> TOS. I'm sorry. He's not in our bed. What are you talking about? We watch TV from our bed. Okay. In our bed was a wrong way to start. Yeah, it the was. Comments. And <laughs> below our television is oh, a, yeah. is a stuffed Kylo Ren being hugged by a Forky. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, I think I bought both of those the same trip to Disney World. There's Kylo something was from Galaxy's Edge, and Forky was from Toy Story Land. Yes, yeah. there's something strangely sweet about that, <laughs> and so that's that's the one I'm gonna say. Because I will always maintain that Forky and Ben Solo are vi- are very one of the similar. Same. One They're of the very same. similar characters. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot in common. Yeah, uh, you know, I feel like I don't think that that was part of the plan, but um, <laughs> I don't think no. so either. Yeah, but, it's but, all that, but I'll go with that. I, I don't know. Um, your 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 lightsaber. You have so many cool. Like I'm just looking behind you right now. There's some cool art, and there's a there's a um, uh, couple of yeah of I don't know dolls action figures. I don't even know what you call. Them. They're pretty big. A doll, so. a Lego. Oh, makeup and a small. The one is toy. Um, forces of destiny, Kylo. His head is too small. I just one is a Lego. <laughs> oh, that's a Lego. And oh, okay. one is a um, itty bitty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you have, <laughs> you have a though. thing going on with Kylo. <clears throat> so um, thank you for being understanding about that, by the way. Oh, I don't. I mean, I look. I, I've I gave that gave that up years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what I'm dealing with. Okay. Last question, Raylo. Yeah. Absolutely. Woo! Snaps. Snaps. I don't know. I mean, we but let could... me let me let me answer that differently though. I don't care if they got together. You don't. But I don't care if they got together. So okay. I mean, to me, that makes me a Raylo <sighs> because I, I think Raylo 
Oh man. It doesn't need to be that you're you're so devastated that they didn't end up getting together. It's just the fact that you would have been okay if they did. That make I, I that to me makes me a Raylo. I didn't I, yeah, I was completely for it. I don't understand mentality that people are like angry about the concept. Well, it's just stupid. Everybody's entitled to their opinion and some people wrong opinion. Genuinely <laughs> no, some people that I personally know have I know, genuine like psychological mm-hmm. trauma of their own and it's triggering for them and i'm not gonna that's a thousand percent legitimate as is just being like not for me I, don't be mean about it like that please don't be mean to me because i like Raylo. but all opinions are valid it's fine i uh i will say it like this it to say it's not for me suggests that you're against it i would say that i am neutral or I'm in the middle. You're Raylo neutral. Oh. I'm Bendu. He is the one in the middle. <laughs> oh, and I just want to—I just want everyone to know—and I might have to put this picture in our um, show notes. You cosplayed as Dave Filoni at I did Celebration <laughs> Chicago, and a good Dave Filoni. It was a good decent one. Dave Filoni, it was a good even one. though you're very not Italian. Well, I mean, I, 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 nothing like him. <laughs> to say I was a good Dave Filoni meant I was wearing a wolf t-shirt and the right yeah, hat. It was yeah. a very easy Otherwise, cosplay. it was difficult to tell that I looked like Dave Filoni. I'll have to find that picture of you with those two cosplayers yeah. that we ran into. Um, I think it was a Sabine mm-hmm. and a... a Stormtrooper. And, a, and on. Rex. And, yeah. Oh, there was a Rex, picked. too? As a I person so. who's not really into the con scene... It was exciting when people would come up to me and tell me, "Oh, are you Dave Filoni?" Like, yeah, everyone up. like if you want the That's exciting. safest cosplay oh, yeah. in the world, Dave Filoni. Like it's even safer than George, probably. Oh, really, I was gonna say, <clears throat> jeans, flannel, every, glasses. I, you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who doesn't like Dave Filoni. All right. Well, like as a person. Well, of course, but I'm just, I'm so just saying. I think George's look is so iconic, man. You were to that scene. Vintage George. Yeah. yeah. Okay, real quick. We're going to run down some current events. You're welcome for that. I edited that. She wasn't going to say I edited that. I edited that. So. Finally, we have our real live current events theme music. Yeah. It is The Mission. Yeah. The theme for the NBC Nightly News. I don't know if they use it anymore. I they don't. They, they do. But it is composed by the one and only John Williams. Yes, sir. And... I, hold on. I, I want to say it's interesting. I, I showed... The last time Felicity and I hung out, I, t- I decided to show her all the pieces from John Williams that no one knows is from John Williams, but everyone knows by ear, mm-hmm. like, you know, recognizes. And I showed her that one and the Olympics and NFL... Mm-hmm. All, all those, and I just I just showed her them kind of in order, and then I said all by John Williams, and she's like, I didn't know he had such a reach, and I was like, Yeah, he does. So it's pretty insane. He like think about this. How, how long when it used to be used, like actually mm-hmm. for NBC Nightly News, they probably used ten seconds of music, <laughs> still oh, not yeah, that much. It was barely any. Dude, it's probably about what we use. Here, maybe a little more, but not much. The piece is four minutes. Yeah, it's a beautiful piece of music. <laughs> it's so, crazy, if dude. You're not, if you, I highly recommend looking that up. Yeah, it's very nice. Thing. 
Okay, so since we've been off for a while, um, Lots we kind of, news, of missed right? a lot of current events, but oh, on, it, it starts kind of in a nap time right mm-hmm, now. A little bit. A little bit. It's incubating. But I would say probably the biggest news of the last couple of weeks is the Bad Batch yeah. series on Disney+. Plus. How yeah. do we feel about that? I immediately thought... Colin's going to be so happy because you're a clone dude. Mm-hmm. You love your clones. Yeah. Were you? You seemed very happy when I told you in, via text. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it seemed like a what? What? Yeah, you freaked out a little bit, sort of via text. Okay. I mean, I honestly didn't freak out. I don't know. It's it's. I don't know. You you kind of hyped hyped it up, but I'm my honest opinion is, like they could totally. We know so little about the Bad Batch. I don't know how they could mess it up. <laughs> I really don't because they can build them from any angle, honestly. And it would be cool to me because we know what they do in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a nice, like, tack on the board waypoint for them. They did a good thing in Clone Wars, which is super cool. I would be down to see them doing some pretty bad stuff. I want to see some, like, killing clones, maybe killing Jedi. What? I want to see them do bad stuff. Because the they're. Bad they're Batch? Yeah! Why would you think they're doing going to do bad stuff? Is this going to... Okay, actually, let me ask you this. Do you know if this is going to be, like, before... It's after Order 66. Well, it's after Order 66? Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't they have turned at Order 66? My guess oh, is yeah. not. Otherwise, why are we going to care? Well, what if, what if like, some of them do? Like, one of them does or something crazy Maybe. like that? That would be interesting, dude. Maybe. Is it going to be an arc or is it going to be an actual season? It says series. I think. Really? So I think it's going to probably be like eight to ten episodes. That's what their normal seasons have been. That's dope, man. On Disney Plus. So. And you've heard it's it's after? It's post Order, order 67. That's, oh, that's interesting. That's going to be weird. I'll tell you this. I was like, like huh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Do I want that? Yeah, right? But then I was like, well, Echo mm-hmm. might I'm I'm worried mm, about cool. Echo. Yep. And then I was like, oh yeah, Wrecker. I love Wrecker. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, tech, tech. Dude. And so I went like, to, oh yeah, I do care about them. Well, do yeah. you think maybe Ahsoka hooks up with them at some point? I don't know. I I don't know. It's like, can we just <clears throat> have a series where that's not constantly happening? Like, I'm gonna be where, mad like Ahsoka if, pops up. I did, Yeah, I don't. Okay. Yeah. I or, feel that. I feel that. Or Maul. I've already made <laughs> no it. No way, clear. dude. No, the he second won't. I it's get a whiff. It's pre Rebels, though. I know. The second I get a whiff of Maul, I'm probably going to check out mentally because I'm just not into that character. Yeah. I've had enough. I want new stories. Yeah, I know. There are so. There are literally a thousand characters. Why do we have to keep revisiting him? Like, we know. <laughs> we know. Yep. And plus, I'm cool if they, like, do a whole thing, like, its own thing. Like, a little tangent off of Solo, where Kira's That would be dope. And Maul's in it. Yes. And that's the, that's the crime syndicate and all that. Mm-hmm. And people are kind of wanting this to be meshing with that. And I'm like, oh. mm, I don't want that. I'd rather they have like Infus Nest and, and oh, God, like, that I would, would be love cool. Infus Nest. Uh, cool uh, I would love oh. Infus Nest. 
Animated but, Infant's Nest would be dope. Is it? This is gonna be like. Is this gonna be similar animation to the last Clone Wars series? Or I season? don't think they've said in the. Oh. The literally the only thing we've seen is the, the you know the Bad Batch. I guess I hope part. it is. Maybe let me just rephrase. I hope it is. I, I can't wait to see that animation, animation again. Yeah, dude. Animation was awesome. I man. mean, I would. Yeah. You mean like the the pre like pre Disney animation? No, I'm talking no, no, about no. the animation of the last Clone Wars season that oh, came okay, out. Oh, okay, okay. So actually, the Disney animation. I'm a fan of it. And you know, there was a lot of um, grumbling, I would say, about oh grumbling. <laughs> and I totally feel this too. Like, oh great, another boys club show where it's all dudes. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, obviously by design. They yeah. are clones, man. They're clones. <laughs> so I can't help but think they're going to bring in other things. And you know what I mean? Like other characters, female characters, I would imagine. Mm. And the head writer is a woman. Oh, really? So, I did not know that. That's and cool. Why don't I write these people's names down? Yeah, what the heck? I want to say Jennifer something. You have 14 pages of notes. <laughs> That's all of the bendy, name. though. <laughs> I literally do have 14 pages of notes on the bending. Um, Front but and back. We'll see. It's not even going to... It's going to be 2021, so we have time to... Tons of time to speculate. Is yep. Mandy Lore... Oh, sorry. I don't want to get into your what? current events. Oh, was this just a random question? Yeah. Okay. I was going to... Because you were talking about 2021. Mm-hmm. Is Mandalorian Season 2 done? Like, are they editing it and... They had finished... Filming it, I, I think, before the lockdown. Okay. So I, as far as I oh, wow. remember, they were just doing post-production, which is probably able to be done, you know, in quarantine or whatever. So when is it premiered? They had been saying fall 2020, but we'll see if oh, that okay. ends up being on time or not. Um, that would okay. be insane. Yeah. I would be impressed. I would be impressed. If they got <laughs> oh. that out. Honestly, if they are in post-production, possible. Definitely possible if they have everything filmed. Unless there's a hiccup that they absolutely need to refilm, then they're probably not going to If they had to do any reshoots, they can't. But would they have to? Maybe not. Shove Ben Solo into a closet for this. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Touchy. Um, touchy. Jaren, can you please get in your bedroom closet so you can record some looping? Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Okay, um... Okay, so <laughs> I don't usually like to do rumors, but because it's a slow news cycle right now. <laughs> oh, you're trying to stir rumor. the pot right now. Huh? You're trying to stir the pot. No, I'm not. I'm just saying there's a rumor. I don't usually do rumors, but this one is fairly benign. Um, that Anakin is going to be oh. in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Mm-hmm. And specifically Hayden. But yeah, the, the dude, not yes. just Anakin. But. So. Well, we could say Anakin could be. Yes. He, would you it's can just rumor. talk about it? Yeah. Whatever. It's a rumor. Um, that'd be sick. That's my statement. Boom. That'd be sick. So do we do we think necessarily that would have to mean flashbacks? Or could well, it mean So what's ghosts? the chronolo- oh. chronolo- chronology? <laughs> chronology? Chronology. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Obi Wan show. <laughs> it's going to be between sometime between the last time we see him on Rebels. And a new hope. So sometime in between there, when he's in exile on Tatooine. Well, it's going to have to be flashbacks then. Maybe, or it could be a Force Ghost too. I guess. Oh, uh, really? Oh yeah. Why not? 
I guess I didn't realize Force Ghost when Vader was still... Oh, what am I talking about? I'm an yeah. idiot. How could it be Force oh, Ghost? Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm going to have to it, it has to be quit flashback. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. it, I'm <laughs> taking quit. over. I quit. No, no, no. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. I'm a doofus. No, but, but like, would it be fair to say that we could get Force Ghost of Anakin as in, like, his soul? I don't I mean. think so. Is that possible? No. When Vader is, when he's still alive? No. No. That can't happen. Like an apparition of his, like, past, like, okay, light let side just, self? Let me just tell you. That'd be interesting. Actually. Yeah. Now that you say that, I just remembered. I think it was either Charlotte or Caitlin from Sky Talkers who mm. proposed this theory, and I actually frigging Love it. Am I kind of touching on it? Yes. And oh, I can't nice. believe I didn't write it down in my notes to talk about it. One of... I'm sorry. I can't remember if Charlotte or Caitlin suggested that what if Hayden is playing Anakin and it is a projection of Obi-Wan's guilt just like Han was like a projection of Ben's memory mm-hmm. slash guilt. And I'm sorry... But I love that. That'd be dope. Well, I mean, that would be dope. I really love that idea. What is... But... What would Obi-Wan feel guilty about? Um... Letting his... Apprentice fall to the dark side and become the worst villain of... The Sith ever. Except yeah. for Pat, uh, Palpatine. But... He's got guilt. Let's not. He's going to have, like, ruminations on Order 66. There's probably going to be some, like, moments that he has. That's part of the reason why he's exiled himself. He's just Mm -hmm. like, ugh, I'm trash. I understand the macro of, you know, guilt. But the individual moments, like, you know, Obi-Wan gave his, you know, his life's work was to train Anakin. And he was a pretty loyal master for that period of time. He may not have been very good at it, but he was pretty loyal, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Well, I mean, At least sure. the portrayal that they showed on screen, it it, it wasn't, you know, the, the the poor behavior or the or the lack of respect was more so from the Jedi Council than it was from Obi-Wan. Yeah, but Obi-Wan really did not go to bat for him Mm-mm. as well as he should have. Yeah, in my I opinion. I agree. I think he really Screwed him up. I mean, from what we... Well, but you're speaking on the prequel films. There's also the Clone Wars television series. And you do see him, like, do things for Anakin. Stand up for Anakin. He does things for Anakin, but he doesn't, like... For instance, okay, here's here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan, we now know, for a fact, knew about Anakin and Padme. And yeah. he didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't, like, say, pull him aside. Because he, he was in the same situation. They'd both be simping, man. All he <laughs> they were simping. Do, like, if he had pulled Anakin and Padme aside and said, guys, mm-hmm. I really understand what is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will okay. protect you. Mm-hmm. And I understand. But he didn't say that. No, he didn't he just, say it, but he, he walked away. He, he was just like, okay. out of sight, out of mind. He did, he, they knew he knew. No, I don't they think They had so. to. I don't think so. 
I don't know, man. I don't know either. There were multiple scenes where he was like... I'm trying to think. There, there was a scene in Clone Wars when he, when he's just like, "Oh, there's Padme. Why don't you guys go and you know do whatever it is, and I'll turn my back." I mean, it, it it's kind of comical the way that he, like, allows them to. Canoodle. That's what I'm saying. He knew it was going on. Yeah. And he also knew how conflicted Anakin would be about it because it's against the rules. He knew it and was he going. Just on, but, didn't. But I think it was established during that particular episode that. They knew that he knew. Or they're idiots. Okay, well, maybe they did know that he knew. What's the difference? He's the master. He's the master. So even though both sides know that what the other side is doing, you still have to verbalize it? Is that your... What you're saying? No, he, he what still I'm needs saying to verbalize. is if Obi-Wan knew that Anakin was in this situation with Padme, who is also his friend and an important person... In my opinion, he should have had a had, had a talk. A, yeah. had a talk about it. The the problem <laughs> had with Star the talk. The talk. The problem <laughs> with Star Wars is just like communication. Life. Communication, man. Ninety nine percent of Star Wars is not happening if people actually communicate oh. with each other. Well, plus That's a huge problem. Plus, Anakin didn't have a father figure, and Obi Wan yes needed to have needed to have the birds. He was and bees. not a great master. I'm sorry, he's he going to harbor that. a lot of. I guilt. didn't say he was a great master, but I but I th- he tried his best. I mean, you, yes, but sometimes he's... that's the best you can do. And having guilt over you being a failure is it's unfair to yourself. Okay, you just might not have been very good at. Let's it. Let's say Colin. Oh no! <laughs> falls to the dark side, becomes a Sith Lord, Dang. and goes around murdering thousands of people. Aren't you going to feel a little? What I do wrong? Oh my God! I must have done something. Well, I would deflect on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, I would thought though. I would thought though. For real though. For real though. This is true, actually. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> no, I for can't real. Believe the mother. What, um, what's going on there? We see in the prequel movies, right? And, and I think. A little after Anakin turns in episode 3, I think we see Obi-Wan starting to be introspective a little bit. But in episodes 1 and 2, he is not introspective. No. He is the hero. Like, he sees himself as, I am a boss. You know what I mean? Like, he did, he, I mean, this is a dumb example, but when he kills the, uh, what's that animal with the spider legs mm-hmm. on Geonosis? I don't know their names. I'm going to get killed by, like, two people who know, and sc- they're screaming it right the now. The big crab thing. Yeah, the thing that's attacking him yes. in the arena. And he, like, does a cool thing. He's like, he, he acts like he's cool. He knows he's cool. You know what Sith I mean? Sith lords are speciality. The way he talks. He's very proud his of... His rhetoric. Yes. His rhetoric, doing. his actions, his behaviors, his thoughts. Everything we see in episodes one and two are like that. We see him be, like, a little, like, you know, in like, awestruck, maybe, by mistakes, potentially, yeah. in episode three, after Anakin's, like, killed Padme. Yeah. Then I he starts seeing... I don't think there's seeing... any question he's well, gonna be... But wait, wait, wait. The point when he says, I've saved your life, you know, 11 times or whatever, and Obi-Wan's like, well, no, 10, that one doesn't count. That one, I mean, he admits that Anakin is a better Jedi. He has admitted it multiple times throughout, you know, mm-hmm. the all of the series. And he acknowledges that without Anakin, he'd be dead. So, I mean, there's a respect there. There's, a, there's that level. Um, yeah, there's respect. I don't know if you're going to suggest that Anakin turn. You know, it depends how you view it. 
if you view it that Anakin turned over a period of a month, which is kind of the way that they present it in the movie. I mean, he's kind of a baby throughout, you know, uh, Attack of the Clones. And there's baby moments. But it it, it really kind of turns. It's, you know... Your mom and I joke a lot about 90210, how, you know, somebody would become a drug addict in about 15 minutes. <laughs> There's a little bit of that in, in Revenge of the Sith, where it's just like, oh my God, what the hell happened here? And um, But Obi-Wan throughout, you know, acknowledges the greatness of Anakin and, and acknowledges that he's doing his best to try to, to raise him. I just, I get I'm sorry. I'm not trying to disagree with you. I'm just looking at a different perspective. I just, I, I don't know how much guilt he can feel other than, I mean, it, if you're saying he's guilty just because. No, like, I think there's a ton of evidence that he's going to feel like a enormous failure, enormous failure. And I mean, that, like Yoda. that you are my brother. I loved you. Like yeah, he's in it he's in the suffering anakin palpatine is evil i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) not to mention he goes to live on tatooine just to watch over his son yep for like for life 10 years or whatever for the rest of his life this is his his duty he feels he has to watch over this child because of the guilt. It's okay. I you're you're I'm guessing making Duty as always a compelling argument. I, I But anyway. Yeah, I feel, I see I, see I love that saying. theory and I would oh, dance for joy. I was I had I was not done. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to <laughs> I'm looking forward to <clears throat> seeing like I said how he doesn't show a lot of introspective uh moment. There are not a lot of introspective moments for Obi-Wan of, you know, in in the prequels. It's kind of my point. I obviously he's gonna have some of those. He should. If he it's doesn't, be that'd be ridiculous. I yeah, I think it will be really cool. That's one thing I'm looking forward to. Also, the second thing I'm looking forward to is definitely. I know that in this story, there's gonna be some like, like Luke is gonna be like stolen by Tusken Raiders or something, <laughs> and like I, this is stupid. I know you're laughing, but honestly, I think we have no idea. It's kind of like with Jesus as a teenager. We don't know what he did. During those years, right? Who, it's, Obi-Wan or that's Luke? Obi-Wan, both. Yeah, totally both. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a comic. There's probably some comics out there. I'm, I'm not knowledgeable. Oh, maybe. But um, I don't know. It's going to be kind of cool to see what happened. Because I'm sure he had to protect him, right? Ten years? Something's got to well, happen okay. in ten years. I told you what I think this show's going to be, right? Mm-mm. Like, what it's going to be like? No. I feel like it's going to be like Lost in that... He's going to be, there's going to be something going on on Tatooine in real time. And whatever that happens to be is going to tap into some past experience. Like it's going to trigger some memory of some past thing that happened. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like partially real time, partially flashback, maybe, sort of, kind of. Um, and the other reason that needs to happen is because um, of Quirky Kree's Kenobi. Mm-hmm. It has to be explained. Yeah. <laughs> if this show does not give me <laughs> the yell, dude, some Obi Teen flashback action, I quit. Yeah, it's gonna. Be, <laughs> I quit. You want some cartoon show. action? No, this is live action. Oh, live action. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a live action show. 
You said something a, a minute ago that reminded me um, literature. You should read Christopher Moore's book called yeah. The Lamb. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I forgot what the book was called. Which Biff. For, Jesus and for the folk Biff. that are listening, it's it's the uh, uh, the life and times of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Until he turns thirty, as told by his, as told by his best friend Biff. <laughs> yeah, it is fantastic. Christopher Moore writes some. Christopher Moore. It's a New York. Books. It's a New York Times bestseller. It's a fantastic book, and it's hilarious. That's funny. It's a funny name. Okay, so <laughs> all of that based on a total conjecture that Hayden Christensen is going to be in the show. Oh yeah. But we'll see. They that still haven't nuts. even given a delivery date. They haven't said a word since they announced it basically i wonder if he's if he's gonna be a force ghost in episode nine that would be cool dude do you think jar jar could come back (laughs) i'm not lying i don't know why not chewbacca maybe r2 i don't know sure c3po and r2 well probably not and honestly if any show is gonna make more sense for infus nest to pop up it's probably that one really Mm -hmm. How so? Bad Batch. How so? I don't see her fitting in either. But why would they? Why would Tatooine matter? Oh, it's not the fact that it's Tatooine. It's the fact that it's the rebellion business. I guess. I guess. With him involved, he'll be connected. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, oh, that'd be crazy. I don't think we're gonna get out of this without a job appearance. Watto. Dude. Classic. That would be, that'd be okay. so funny. So, um, that was rumor control. Yeah, sure. Um, and then quickly, I'm very interested in this Dr. Afra audiobook, mm-hmm, original yeah. story. That's, I heard an excerpt today. Nice. And it's actually, I, I don't do well with audiobooks usually because I just, I don't know if it's like the ADD thing. I can listen to podcasts all day long. But when mm. I try to listen to an audiobook, I cannot focus for some reason. But I listen to like a five minute excerpt. And whoever the actress Emily Wu Zeller is playing Afra and Solid. Delightful. Oh nice. And Ma- and Maz Kanata was in the oh. clip. And she calls her a pirate queen. And so I'm pretty on board with that. Nice. What's her name? Dude. Emily what? Emily Wu Zeller is the actress that's playing um, Dr. Afra. But anyway, um, so there's an expert, an expert, an excerpt. I think it's on StarWars.com if you want to listen to that. But the audiobook is by Sarah Kuhn, and it is out July 21st, which is oh dang next week. Wait, what? I don't know what the date is. July 21st? Uh-huh. That's in four days. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Um, Emily Zoo, excuse me, Wu Zeller is an actress known for Fate Stay Night 2006. The Last of Us Part Two, Twenty Twenty, <gasps> and Air Gear. The Last of Us. Well, part Two. Me, I don't play the Last games. of Us Part Two. That's a video game. game. I just don't know what that is. I mean, I don't know who she's playing. I haven't heard of any. I of gotta those play those games. Anyway, man. she's a perfect Afra. That's all I know. Dude, how is there not? She is such an interesting character. How has so there good. not been anything of her, man? I think it's only a matter of time. Come on, dog. Like it's yeah. gonna happen. Honestly, give her a series. I would be. Oh hyped absolutely <laughs> i don't want to see her as like a side character who nope. comes in for a scene nope. i want backstory i want the droids killing people she's so like cool yeah um okay so there's that right around the corner and then i just want everyone to know that 
The Clone Wars Hasbro Black Series six-inch figures pre-ordered today, and oh. they are amazing. Okay, who? It's I haven't Ahsoka looked at them. in her Mandalorian dress. Oh, um, that's a dope. three hundred and thirty-second Legion trooper. Oh, is that Ahsoka's? Uh huh. That's cool. Okay. Uh, a Mandalorian Super Commando, so another one, <gasps> quote unquote, a Maul Delorean. Dude, is is it like glowing? The it's orange? Is there glowing. like an effect? Not glowing, but is there like a shiny effect? Like I don't know. I didn't notice. But, oh, dude. Um, and a Mandalorian loyalist, also like the blue one. Yeah, the blue one. Nice. So, okay. Oh, yeah, sick. So excited, but those are not coming until October, November. So we're, oh. I'm gonna by then, in two weeks, I will have forgot that I even pre-ordered them, <laughs> and it'll be like surprise. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay. <laughs> Surprising yourself. Let's move on to the topic. We're oh, boys. Here for. Yeah. I've been wanting to do an episode on the Bendu for much longer than we've actually been doing a podcast. Yeah, how long, man? <laughs> I've been obsessed with the Bendu. Um, pretty much since the second he appeared on the screen cuz I was like, what? Is yeah. This? <laughs> yeah. So so crazy. weird. So weird. <laughs> so, um and that's why Jeff is here because we have actually agreed we need to get um matching bendu tattoos at some point whenever we oh can boy. actually get tattoos again <laughs> i mean i guess we can but you have to wear masks and you signed up for this yeah it's just it's very difficult to the to like what's it going to look like that's it's, the thing it's just oh, hard, yeah. to, hard to design if mm-hmm. anybody out there is a is a really good artist mm. and you want to draw a cute bendu like we're talking like Maybe like a half dollar coin size tiny oh, little bendu. Like a small one. Like what, what what's her name? Katie Cook? Like a Katie Cook looking oh, bendu? Yes, like a Katie yeah, Cook style. I don't, style want, I don't want a cartoon bendu. I want like a real looking bendu. Okay, well I'll have this fight off. A giant here. back we'll tattoo. Have this fight off the air. Like, yeah, I want to go full back. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeve. Okay, so anyway. Um I'm obsessed with the bendu probably because he represented how I envisioned my how i envision the force like he just yeah. is it also i'm sorry did you write that what did you write these pages no one can see what you're looking at no no it's but okay my, my mom has a giant pile of notes and i gotta ask if you wrote them those see? did you or did you not does it look like i wrote those or typed, like typed whatever yes well oh, dang, no i dude. copied and pasted the last time oh, okay, okay okay so let's start out with a dave filoni quote oh since he is the creator of the bendu yeah <clears throat> so he he said this at Star Wars Celebration Europe at the Season 3 Rebels panel oh, in God. 2016. Okay. But- Bendu is kind of the middle way of the Force. He's not dark. He's not light. He's something else. The middle way of the Force. Yeah, okay. Is that it? So he's Mr. Middle. He says oh. it about 100 times. I'm the Bendu. I'm the one in the middle. He keeps saying it. In fact, it annoys Kanan at one point, and he's like, I know, I know, you're the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Shut so up! I want to talk about influences on this character, and origins, and then um, some stuff, other stuff that Dave has said about him that I think is important. And then we can just talk about how awesome he is, because it seems like, he seems like a divisive character to me. Okay, so I did some polling online about the Bendu, just to get 
the general consensus of at least a few people about what thoughts and feelings are. And so I pulled on Twitter. Oh yeah, what did you pull on? I pulled on Twitter. I pulled on two different Facebook groups. The ones that have the most members that I'm in. So okay, one of them happens to be an all-women's uh, Facebook group. And the other one is not gender specific. So, okay. And some of the results, because of the gender specificity of that one Facebook group, is what turned out to be the most interesting thing, actually, to me. The mode has been I, set on this graph. Uh, we're not. <laughs> no, I did oh, not wait. make an actual graph. I'm sorry. Is it the mode? Is it the mode? That is the thing that is like the count of like which 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 factor has the most. You're asking me. Yes. Yeah, okay. okay, that's what I thought. Boom. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I this was amazing. Thank you for everyone who answered the poll, because everyone who answered the poll, there were 66 people. Oh. Which makes me happy. Well, that was on purpose. <laughs> it, uh, God well, deemed it saying. so. It was it, the force. It is. Okay. So overall, and there were three choices. You could choose, you love the Bendu, you like the Bendu. Or you are meh slash dislike the Bendu. Aww. There wasn't... It, probably should have made a dislike I did. I just said category. that. Well, are meh. Meh is not the same thing as dislike. Yeah, but it's close enough to dislike. Like, some people don't want to say, oh, I hate him. They just want to be like, eh, whatever. I think your date is a little skewed, my oh, friend. Oh, please. It <laughs> okay. So, overall, 56% like the Bendu. Nice. 38% love the Bendu, which is higher mm. than I was actually expecting. Okay. And 6% are met or dislike. Okay. That's surprising to me. I was a little surprised at how many people love. I was not surprised that like was the most. Yeah, right. And I maybe expected dislike to be a little higher. But here's what's funny. was the funniest thing about it. Um, like I said, one group was an all women's star wars specific fan group all women's all women Our and women's. then all women's <laughs> women and the other one was a star wars fan group that's mixed but from that group um there were only three women that voted in that poll mm. and in that poll there were 20 percent like Six percent love, and four percent dislike. Okay. So I'll say that again. Yeah. In the mixed gender statistics. group. All right. Twenty percent like, six percent love, four percent dislike. And of those thirty people, uh huh, only three were women. Right. Huh. Well. As opposed to the group that is all women. Yep. Which turned out to be uh oh, I'm sorry, did I say percent? I'm a dork. I meant twenty votes. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why I was a little confused. I was like oh my God. what is the scale here? <laughs> I can math, everybody. It's okay. <laughs> so okay. let me say I'm, it again. Yeah, okay, all right. Twenty people like, six people love, four people dislike. Yep. It's that six people love that you need to kind of focus on. Okay, I'm focused. Um, of those six loves, two were women. So okay. So kind of a significant number of 
the six. That's sixty-six percent of women in that group. It's about significant. Yeah. <laughs> when you flip over to the group that is all women. Yeah. Fifteen people love. Mm-hmm. Seven like, no dislikes. Oh. Hmm. So. Okay. Um. Of the oh boy, here we go. Twenty-two votes in the all women's group. Fifteen people love. That's the majority of that okay. group. Yeah. And when you look at the uh, co-ed group, where there was hardly any women voting, there were six loves, but two of them were women. I mean, yeah. So, so basically, all the disliking is coming from all the disliking, which was four. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's not really that big of a number. I know. But... Well, it's not that big of a sample. I guess. But all the dislikes came from the co-ed Facebook group. None from the all-female and none from Twitter. Interesting. And I don't know genders on Twitter. You just can't tell. But that's, okay. what, that's what I'm like, oh my gosh. So many loves from women. Wait, how can you tell? Wait, where were the other places you took polls from besides Twitter? Two Facebook groups. One all-women, one co How can you tell gender? Because I know the people and they... Oh, okay. Okay. They Easy. voted by, you know, it tells you who... who so this Twitter by. poll was random? Huh? This Twitter poll was random? Like, random people? Yeah, I can't tell gotcha. who voted for what, on, or even who voted on Twitter. But on the two Facebook groups, I was like, that's really weird. That is kind of weird. So, women like the Bendu a lot <laughs> more than dudes in this particular poll. Yeah, weird. Hmm. Uh, lo- th- I shouldn't actually, say, like, love. They like, love the Bendu. Like, they went all the way to love. <laughs> that's odd to me. Isn't it? I, I would think dudes would like the Bendu. Because he comes down and just kills everything. Like, that's like a manly thing. Well, <laughs> here's my theory on this. Mm. And I'm sure it's, you know, complete conjecture. Who knows? But um, I'm kind of leaning towards if you have a very strict view on the Force, mostly based on the original trilogy. Sure. As it being, as it's strict, you know. Sacred text. Light dark never the tricks shall meet you know sure yeah um you know maybe you're an older male fan i guess (laughs) but that's like maybe maybe Maybe. it's total conjecture i'm not saying this is it i'm just saying total conjecture that would be my guess that people with a more strict force take you know based on the original trilogy um, wait, wait, can I ask a question about can I ask a question about the stats? If okay. I can I don't if you know. can. Were there dudes who loved? Um there were four. Really? I was gonna say it would surprise me for dudes to say love. There were of of the men that voted in the co ed poll, there <laughs> were six dudes. loves and four of those votes were for men and okay. two were from women. I was gonna say maybe it's just because like guys don't like saying love. <laughs> but like so. whatever that's probably just no i don't think that's it i, I mean yeah, but again it. i'm guessing as to why this weird there is a dichotomy here it, it's a skew towards women loving the mendu more than men i don't know interesting i mean i think you're right though what you say is probably probably i mean for maybe a few of them that's true that like 
It's like Old Testament, New Testament. It's like the people who want to live by the Old Testament, not Maybe. being able to come to terms with the newfound knowledge of the New Testament. You know what I mean? Like that whole conversation. And then when I actually read, com- I asked people on Facebook at least to comment, like, leave me your comments and I'll be interested. We got comments? Them. Yeah, there were some. Ooh. But the the people who were like, yeah, you know, Medna was interesting, but I just didn't really like where it went. Or I didn't really get what where it went. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, well. Were those male or female comments? No, I don't remember, but... Do you... Well, I remember a couple were definitely male, older guys. Do you get the mm. sense that male have a different mentality when it comes to what Star Wars is? Um... Do males generally look at Star Wars as character and battle and just on the surface? and Or do males generally dig into the mythology and the and the conceptualize you know some of the deeper meaning of star wars i can't say at all because i know a vast broad spectrum of guys hmm. like like that do yeah that do that both. do that that do but uh, they think it's like all across the spectrum i don't hang out with <laughs> i don't generally hang out when i say hang out i mean like online I don't hang out with too many super close-minded Star Wars fans that are just like tunnel vision for the Old te- Old Testament original trilogy. <laughs> they're both OT. That's why I have that in my it head. It is true. Um, I don't. That was just not the people I choose to spend my time with. Okay, so but if you were to think I about with them way too much. <laughs> if you were to think about the people, if you were to stereotype the gender. Of people that are more, what you were just talking about, um, dude bros. Obviously, can women, can a woman be a dude bro? I know a couple. I know a couple of women who I would categorize as, as, as oh, yeah. fanboys. I mean, yeah. you? <laughs> no, no. I mean, like I mean, okay, very yeah. close-minded original trilogies, like gospel. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Sequel trilogy, the meh. So, do but you... Be- the, uh, the other thing is, though, I don't know a ton of people that disparage Dave Filoni and his works. Like, I don't... Uh, even the type of person you're talking about that I just don't hang out with, I still don't hear them saying a bad thing about anything Dave Filoni touches. But can a quote-unquote fanboy... Well, we can call it <laughs> fan person. No, it's a fanboy. All right, but girls even can, if you're a girl, girls can be a fanboy. Oh, girls can be a fanboy. For All right, sure. so I know one particular that we both know that I would categorize as a fanboy. Okay, so if the quote-unquote fanboy perhaps looks down their nose at the Bendu, is uh, that maybe possible? That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think if you are really, really in the original trilogy lane, and you don't like to veer out of that lane very often or very much. Even if you do like Rebels and Clone Wars, I could see where you would be like, Bendu is just too weird for me. I can't even get on board with that. It's just like, what are you talking about? Light and dark don't matter. Of course it matters. Do you do you think that there are more fanboys that are boys than girls? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. 
But that is my own personal opinion, not based on any data. Please do not send me hate. Okay, well, let's work off of that theory. I am working off of that. And you have a sample of 66 people. Yes. That consists... Blessed. 66. uh, That consists of a portion that are probably fanboys, of which there are more boys than girls. No, they're not. None of of the people I, I know online... Or took that took this poll, I would not consider any of them. I'm talking about like the fandom menace people that are like the sequel trilogy can die in a fire. Like those type of people. <laughs> I was only I was only just trying to, to to try to find a way to justify the four out of the sixty six that came through and said they hated the Pendu. I was well, trying they never, to find... no one said they hated him, especially even the people that commented they were said they Thought it was a cool idea, but they didn't like where it went. Seemed to be consensus. Consensus. They didn't. Ha- they don't hate him. They just are like, it really didn't turn out the way I th- expected, or some you know something along those lines. No one said, you know, step off Bendu. No one said that. It was just they were more meh than dislike. I would say. So maybe you look at then the uh, the percentage of people that love Bendu versus the percentage of people that don't love Bendu. Oh well, love is way higher. It's thirty eight percent versus six percent. Thirty eight versus thirty eight percent love. Well, th- 6% then then sixty two don't love. Well, I guess, but like is... we're in the we're in the love category. I know two of us are. Collins in the meh. I'm in the like. All right. You're in deep like. (laughs) Mm, I would say so. Anyway, interesting along the lines of gender. That's all. I was not expecting such a huge difference between... I didn't think anything of it. I only picked those two Facebook groups because those are the two groups that I'm in that have the most members, and I thought I'd get the most uh, responses. So, anyways. That's interesting. Ladies love Bendu. That's all I'm saying. I feel like... (laughs) I would say, I would go as far as to say as the Rebels series would appeal more to, I would maybe, okay, again, conjecture, but based on the statistics, I'm going to generalize it to potentially the whole series. Because when you look at it, I mean, we talk about this, right? Like, it's not, it's not a shooter, it's not, it's not the Clone Wars, right? No, it is definitely not So you, s- are you... Are you suggesting that you're a girl girl? Yeah. <laughs> that 38 per- No, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> that 38% of the people like rebels and 62% of the people prefer clone wars? No. No. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that it I think that there are f- like no bias, all logos, more feminine qualities to rebels than to clone rebels. wars because I'll give an example. It's the more whole family gay. It's more femme gays. The family. Sure. That alone is not in Clone Wars. It's all about the clones fighting the droids. The Jedi getting killed. The Sith getting killed. The people dying. Blaster fire. Every time. I would absolutely agree with the statement that Rebels is more femme gays than That's what I'm trying to say, Wars. I think. Yes. Well. Yes, that's totally. just, I'm just generalizing. I don't I even know if that's arguable. It's... I don't... I wouldn't think... I mean, I'm... Again, I'm talking from like a... Lit, uh, litter, what's the what's the word like? On a literature basis, 
Like, what is masculine? The feminine and the masculine. I know. Well, that's what Finn Gaze is. Okay. okay. This is your this is your homework assignment for your next for the time that you do a Rebels podcast. What? To go to your people. Which do you prefer? Clone and Wars survey. Or for statistics, I would like to know if the statistics align with the 38%, 62% for Ben do like or love. Okay. I'm curious about that. Okay. We're going to be a math podcast now. Uh, well, or a I stats quit podcast. Then. I'm kidding. <laughs> That'd be kind of interesting, though. I fully quit. If this is a math podcast, you guys can have at it. I'm good. Well, you just need to look up what percent means. And then. <laughs> I know what percent means. It's How dare 100, you? Mom. It's out of 100. Okay. I understand yeah. percent. You moved the decimal over twice to get the... Even though I read this totally wrong the first time, it literally just says 26 and 4. And <laughs> 20, that doesn't even add up to 100%. I know. I, 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 was, like, I, was, I, was, I really was going to say something, but I'm like, I don't want to go back. And... Listen, I have never claimed to be anything close to even decent at math. I completely suck, and I apologize for my suckage. Okay, everybody? Yeah. Am I forgiven? Thank yeah. you very much. It's okay. I took a poll. I sent a poll around to different places. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised. I thought I was going to get more. I get There were three choices. Love, like, or meh slash dislike. Okay. So I really thought I was hmm. going to get more loves than I got. It was okay. mostly likes. But anyway, we're going to start Maybe we'll change my mind. This referring to him as the middle way of the force. The middle way is for sure a reference to Buddhism. Mm -hmm. Because the middle way is the way that the Buddha describes the path to um, basically self-enlightenment. Oh, peace. Okay. Um, The middle. I'll just read. Yeah, just go ahead here. The middle way is a fundamental concept in Buddhist thought that refers to avoiding extremes on the path and in one's view of reality. Buddha advocated a middle way that avoided the two extremes of self-indulgence or self-denial. The Buddha then presented the noble eightfold path as the path that follows the middle way. Um, he used the term middle way to describe a view that is free from the extremes of eternalism and nihilism. So it's basically... <laughs> It's the middle. It's the middle. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You say eightfold? There's the eightfold path. Yes. I don't know and what that is either. And we're going to talk about okay, it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Put a pin in it. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, it actually... Some of this stuff when I was looking it up, I'm like, okay, this is when Star Wars is firing on all cylinders. Nice, yeah. Everything means something. Everything yeah. folds together nicely. Okay. Let's and go. And it's awesome. So... Um, let me real quick. Um, yeah, so it's about rejecting the extremes. You can't... Uh, absolutes, the absolutes. You right. can't live in just luxury and total hedonism all the time, and you also can't deprive yourself all the time. Mm. Yeah. The extremes are not going to... It's not going to put you on the right path to, you know, being who you're supposed to be. Anyway, okay, so in the first recorded teaching that the Buddha gave after his awakening, when he realized this middle way was the way, uh, the first insight that he received was the middle way between the extremes of self-indulgence and self-denial. This concept was the underlying principle for the noble eightfold path, which the Buddha presented as a path to awakening that followed the middle way. 
Okay. So it's like a it's like a stage by stage process. It is not a stage by stage process. Oh. Okay. It is a in fact it's not at all. It's okay, a, okay. Um <laughs> the opposite of that, whatever you want to call that. It's not leveling up. You it's don't just do a status. It like that. It's just a status. Like if you follow the noble eight foot path eightfold path um of the right view, the right intention, the right speech, the right action, the right livelihood, the right effort, the right mindfulness, and right concentration. Okay. That yeah. will be the path to the cessation of dukkha, which is suffering, and is considered to be the essence of the Buddhist practice. Okay. Okay. So the middle way is the rejection of extremes. Yeah. And you follow the noble eightfold path to get to be to follow that okay dude this is like such a the way to think about all this reminds me of how i had to think in my philosophy class that feeling of like oh there's just so many doors you have to open to like understand this is juicy you know well it's just like that so you said the rejection of extremes right yes is there also i am not an expert on buddhism Mm -hmm. i just want to say that right now and this and this statement is, doesn't reflect Buddhism. It's just the the general concept. I think of the Bendu. Isn't there also a general appreciation of the other side? If you are considered light, you have an appreciation for dark, and if you're considered dark, you have an appreciation for light. And there's always that kind of like funnel aspect where you just you you fall down into the middle. You just you you can't you know Luke or um, Obi one or, or, or you know Yoda or Mace Windu, all these people that had this light only, light only. They didn't appreciate the dark. They didn't con- contemplate the impact of dark. Well, that's exactly what. This so is they saying. fall down to the middle. It, it, so they don't fall down to the middle. No, they went. They went too to far absolute. to the light. Yeah, they're an extremist. And but, the Sith go too far to the dark. So, and that's I, why the news like. <laughs> y'all what are you even doing but like, i guess what i'm yeah it, yeah exactly but the bullets the bullets that i'm looking at your notes the bullets <laughs> that uh the bullet point, points that you just read are all uh wonderful attributes for a wonderful person each one of those things i'm saying that you know if you're if you have all of those attributes but you don't you don't allow yourself to understand what people that don't have that attributes are going through and dealing with, then you can't ever be in the middle. You're always going to be on one side. Okay. Sure. So you're saying people could use that list of things to their own advantage and well, still be... it's not about the list. Let me just extreme. say it's not about the list at all. Okay. Don't pay attention to the list. But you just read the list. But that's the eightfold path, which is more the focus of what I want to talk about. Okay. Because the eightfold path mm-hmm. is a symbol that looks like oh, yeah, I was looking at this. That. Okay. Which is the Dharma chakra. It oh. looks like a wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a boat. It yeah, it look it lost. Yeah, explain remember this. lost. Remember the donkey wheel in Lost that they had to turn? To move, oh, yeah. Lost spoilers. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I remember that. The, the big wheel mm-hmm. was important. Yeah, apparently it is. Dang. So, that's the Dharma chakra. It's the wheel of Dharma. Cool. Okay. That's so dope. This is what 
a pictorial representation of the eightfold path because there's eight spokes. Uh huh. And there's a central hub, and it's a circle. Yeah, of course. Well, <laughs> everything's okay. a circle, man. So it's actually kind of a yin and yang. There's a vibe, yeah, definitely. There's three interesting vibe to the central. Oh, the central. So anyway, um, it's one of the earliest symbols of Buddhist teaching, and it has represented the Buddhist Dharma since the time of early Buddhism. And this almost made me fall over when oh. I read it. Oh no! Um, so there was an Indian emperor who was a very enthusiastic Buddhist, and he was a great emperor, and he spread Buddhism all over the place, mm-hmm. all over his empire. <clears throat> and one of the earliest artistic renditions of the Dharma wheel in art was during this emperor's reign. Mm-hmm. Guess what the emperor's name was? <laughs> emperor Bendu. <laughs> Even better. Uh, <laughs> Ashoka. Oh, wow. Really? Weird. That's cool. Don't tell me that's a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. <laughs> There's no way. Cool. cool. So, Can I see how it's spelled? Do you have it on it's your page? A-S, it's Ash, O-K-A. But it also oh. said, in some languages, it is pronounced Ahsoka. So, oh, wow. Really? Yeah. How about that? That's dope. Super interesting. Deep dive. I know. I was like, yeah. Do you know what year he was? Uh... I did not write that down. Oh, okay. Long time ago. <laughs> okay. Long time ago. You said he was the one who spread early Buddhism? He was just, he spread Buddhism, yeah. He was like, but early Buddhism. into it. I would imagine so, yes, because yeah, the first really artistic ago. renditions that are found were during his That's cool. reign, I guess. During that time. That's that's really cool. Um, okay. So just remember what this looks like, this Dharma wheel. I got it. And then it's an eightfold path. Okay. I got which it. Which is the middle way. Yeah. Okay. So now let's talk about the origins of the actual word Bendu. Oh, yeah. Okay. Also very interesting. Nice. Um, so super nerds know that the term Jedi Bindu was George Lucas's in a very early, I think it was even a rough draft, uh, 1974 rough draft. Oh, wow. Of oh. the Star Wars referred to the Jedi oh. Order as the Jedi Bindu. That was just a, and then he dropped the Bindu at some point. Oh. <laughs> Along the way. It's like too much, too many words, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But as in Good Star choice, Wars, honestly. they never throw anything away. They always recycle these things. Yeah, it's so, dope, man. Um... So that, yeah, that happened. And then, let's see, then what happened? (laughs) So then the name Bendu popped up again, um, I believe, in a video game. Oh. Oh, the Bendu as a sect of monks popped up. Oh, I saw you research, yeah. Popped up in a video game in 1999 called Star Wars Episode One Racer. (gasps) Oh. Oh. I know that sounds like a game you would Oh, no, I've played that. <laughs> okay, so although they had no connection with the Jedi at the time, that was when the Bendu as a monk, mm. uh, a group of monks kind of started to happen. Um, but it was not cool. until 2012, with the release of Dawn of the Jedi series of comics, that the Dai Bendu monks, yeah. D-A-I Bendu, Mm-hmm. Monks appeared again in a Star Wars product 13 years after Star Wars Episode One Racer. Cool. That's and crazy. This comic keeps coming back. I want this comic. It looks really cool. I saw you looking it at looks it. It's so good. Yeah. 
It's, I mean, it's all non-canon. <sighs> Even though it was in 2012, it was, it's still non-canon. Um, Boo. But, but. Uh, Who cares, man? Fun, <laughs> it looks there's dope. There's a fun fact at the end of the story. <laughs> okay. Remind me to say. I'm hey, not going to remember. Okay. Um, I'll try. Okay. <laughs> I will really try. Okay. So this comic starts. 37,000 BBY. Whoa, 37,000? 37,000 before Jeez, the Bellamy. man. By the way. How long ago is this? Um, when the Dai, Dai Bendu, a monk-like um, sect of, you know, just dudes, hanging out <laughs> on this planet. But they were the first ones, one of the first ones to study the Force. They knew about Minichlorians. Mm. They were into numerology, and they were from a planet called Thape. <laughs> Thape. <laughs> and this was, it's like towards the beginning of when space travel even started. Basically. That's so interesting, man. So this is kind of like the equivalency of... But again, non-canon. Right, but this sounds Don't like forget. the equivalency of like in real history, like real world history. It was like reading the. Uh, it was fun. The... Like, po- like right after the Renaissance. Like, this is what it sounds like to me. Oh. It's pretty ancient, though. Like, they're ancient. Well, okay. It sounds ancient, but the concept of, like, just beginning to travel the, the wide oh, reach, like, the maritime yeah. domain, it's kind of, like, yeah. the same thing. I can see that. Sounds like. Okay, so, at some point, they are called and drawn to this planet called Endoprime. So, they go to Endoprime. Oh. Uh, cool which name. is a planet with a strong force nexus. It is a snowy, mountainous world, uh, mm. much like Tibet. Renvar? And they do a lot of <laughs> Buddhist monk type stuff. They hang uh, colorful flag strips, like prayer flags. Mm-hmm. They meditate. They chant. Um, and they are drawn to this giant pyramid-shaped mm-hmm. structure that they find... Kind of half buried in the side of a mountainside, a snowy mountainside called the Though Yor. I think I saw that art, right? I saw that art. It looks really cool. I mean, and it looks extremely much like Mortis. Mm Mm-hmm. So they really never do throw anything away. No. (laughs) It's basically Mortis. Yeah. It's like a double pyramid shape um, thing. Anyway, it was... um, they could tell it was radiating with force energy because they're all force sensitive. Mm-hmm. And they would meditate in the snow. And this went on for literally like a thousand years. Dang. And then... Um, a thousand years. Surprise! Yeah. One day, the structure opens and it turns out it's a spaceship! Uh, all right. <laughs> <A> spaceship! <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, really. Whoa. Okay. This is crazy, So man. this is when it gets very interesting. Do you so know they, who wrote this, by the way? This is a comic, right? This is a comic series. Do you know who wrote this? I'm a loser. I do not. I didn't. Oh, does it say? In the... Doesn't say. Dude, you I'm so suck. sorry. If you wrote this comic, <laughs> it's really cool, and I really like it. I'm gonna buy one. Yeah, it sounds but really anyways, cool. So they get on their spaceship. Spaceship. <laughs> Starship. Oh. Uh, in uh, Star Wars speak, and true, not a spaceship. It takes them to a planet called Tython. Okay. And when they get there. There are seven other, though your Whoa. Sh- identical ships. There's eight. There's eight. There's eight. There's eight. <laughs> with a large, huge, similar shaped, giant though your in the middle. 
<gasps> and they all set up camp. Like, they all set up in a spoke like. Like, there's literally a picture in the comic from above. From above, you see it, yeah. And you can see the big one in the middle and the eight. And there's bushes that have lines. It's creating lines. It looks exactly like the Dharma Wheel. Like, Why exactly. can't this be real? <laughs> oh, and by the way, on the side of the Though Yor. Uh-huh. Is oh yeah, totally. How could you forget this? What we would consider to look like the imperial cog, mm-hmm. but it's really a representation of. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it is, isn't it? It's Dang, dude. Exactly the same. Dang, Basically, dude. It's imperial cog is the Dharma wheel. Who knew? Oh yeah, who um, knew? Oh wait, wait, wait. Did you, uh, you said fun fact? Not there yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want another fun fact. <laughs> so um, they get to this planet. There's seven other though your ships. And a great big central one. Um, so, yeah, eight total, eightfold path. And um, when they all get together in this wheel like pattern that they're in, mm-hmm. it, ca- it causes like this extreme force storm to happen. Whoa. And it kind of like, I guess, mentally bonds everyone on all the ships together. So they're like, oh, we are here for a reason. We're here to explore the Force mm-hmm. in this very f- powerfully um, forcey planet that mm-hmm. they've brought us to. Okay. And eventually they go and they build, like, eight temples and they they become nomadic people and they travel around all the different temples. But what's super interesting is they... Tython has two moons, Ashla and Bogan. Hey. Okay. And those were, by the way, those words were the original names for the light side and the dark side of the Force. Right. Um, in, like, an early script of Star Wars. I kind of wish, sometimes, dude, I kind of wish that they kept that. <laughs> that would be kind cool, of sort of, I mean, it's back, though, because the Bendu talks about the Ashla and the Bogan. I guess, yeah, that's, that's true. So, but it's, they use it now as a way to imply this kind of, like, this ancient... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of force. They do. Thing. It's not. It's. It's another way to say. It's just another. It's framing the force. That's the all. The Jedi it is. and the Sith had it all wrong. Like, yeah. It's not, this is what it was. It ain't. That ain't what we meant for to happen. So interesting, man. That's but, awesome, dude. And just a little other side note. So, the Ashla moon was always illuminated. It was always in the light. It was always bright and illuminated. Mm-hmm. The Bogan moon was always in darkness. Mm, and the pull of these two moons and the pull of the people the beings on the planet to the light and the dark sides of the forest would cause all kinds of drama weather wise and just like storms and earthquakes and whenever anything would get out of balance okay so they if if you could if you were out of balance and you were felt yourself pulled too much to the light you would go to the bogan moon and meditate on the dark side (laughs) bruh this is crazy and if you were leaning too much to the dark side you would go to ashla and you would meditate on the light side to try to get yourself back into balance all right well wait isn't that like just perpetually wouldn't that just perpetually cause you to have to go back and forth well i mean yeah it, it was not a safe place to live. Like, at some okay. point in the story, um, after they start, you know, reproducing and having lots of kids and uh. stuff, 
a lot of the people end up being not force sensitive anymore and they can't live there like it's too chaotic they can't handle it it's they have to leave because they can't deal with how crazy it it force it's hard to imagine i guess in my headspace i'm trying to like imagine this so so wait you're saying that these monks which are the Dai Bendu. Well, it was them, but then there were seven other, from seven other, seven other planets as well. But the Dai Bendu were, were on the one. Oh, so they like all came together. Like all these people heard this like calling kind of and they came to this site. They each had their own Though Your ship on their planet. And yes, the same thing oh, happened. Oh, so the Though Yours that are there, you didn't say this, I don't think. The Though Yours that were there were flown there by other people. And then they all came together and like had a Kumbaya moment. And then that is where... That, like, all a bunch of different groups yes. were there. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought it was just, like, seven or eight monks from the Dai Bendu who oh, just arrived. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. That's why it seemed, like, way too big to be true. The other seven ships came from seven other planets. Like, there's a I get it ship, now. there's a Dang. ship. <gasps> Wookiees practicing the Force? There's some Wookiees. Dude, that's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, so, anyway. But, I, my, my, sorry, my question still stands, though. So, you're saying that... For those who were being pulled to the dark, they go to the light moon. Mm-hmm. For those being pulled to the light, they go to the dark moon. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that mean that just on like a physical level, you would always be having to be going back and forth? Always. Because if you go to one moon, you're if you go to the Well, no, Ashla because you moon, were pulled in the opposite direction, so you would go to the moon of the opposite. Right. But do you see what I'm saying, though? Because then no. you're adding... So you're trying to it put yourself... It would bring you back to the middle. Okay, so there's kind of like it was not just uh like no it okay. was it's teeter totter back and forth okay there was like an actual balance that you yes, could achieve balance, okay they realized that that's a the tough only concept. way to keep this planet stable was to be in balance and so that's why they would go to the opposite if they found themselves way out of balance they would go to the opposite moon and meditate on the opposite end. And p- try to pull themselves back to center. Dang, dude. The middle way. And I like this. This is cool. I love it. Why couldn't this be canon? I, it's just not. You know, it was one of the things that got <sighs> um, taken out of canon when they wiped all that stuff. Oh. Uh... Doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. I love it. Like, they're still clearly pulling from it. Bendu is this planet. <laughs> but literally, what would it hurt? <laughs> Why same. would it hurt them to make it canon, I guess is my point. Because I'm sure they were like, okay, well... If we are re kind of rebooting, um, who knows if we're really gonna want that to be the story? You know what I mean? Mm, I guess. I guess I'm just upset. Star Killer isn't canon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's it's all about Star Killer to you. You have nothing to do with anything else. So, so anyway, um, to quote from this comic, and so the travelers defined themselves, ever seeking balance. They became Jedi. Nice. A Dai Bendum term, meaning mystic center. They sought balance based on the fact that when the two moons were in balance, the planet was at peace. Members of the Jedi that leaned far to the light were sent to Bogan, and those leaning too dark were sent to Ashla to meditate. Balance became essential to survival. Dang, dude. And Dang, they, dude. The Jedi's code <laughs> or oath... Oh. is very interesting. Okay. It says, there is no ignorance, there is knowledge, there is no fear, there is power. I am the heart of the force, I am the revealing light of fire, I am the mystery of darkness in balance with chaos and harmony, immortal in the force. Yeah. It's the Bendu. 
Yeah, man. Basically. That's crazy, dude. Ah, this is cool. Why? I want to see this. <laughs> I want to see this. I, I want to read this, too. I, I hope that I can order that comic. I love that line. Them. Those first so they four became, lines. They became known as the Jedi, but in... Jedi. Jedi in this lore, but in the reality, the Jedi didn't follow that approach at well, all. Well, I think that's the story that we're going to be told soon, is how... They got from yeah, something man. like the Prime Jedi, which is very similar to this. Oh, dude. Yeah. And then how did that just go all... What around? happened? It's, what it, happened? What happened? <laughs> dude, I'm hyped. You're going to be hyped for this, man. The lore. This I is know. actually... you. Okay, I, it said the Travelers something. There's a quote. You said the tra- there the Travelers were or something like that. I think that. it's a quote. I had it in quotes. Maybe I'm wrong. And so the Travelers define themselves, themselves yeah, you as said seeking that. a balance. Just making sure you're saying when you when you said traveler, that was I don't know by that like shot a message shot signals in my brain. You know the game Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, there's I mean, a I don't, massive. I haven't played it obviously because I don't know how to play things. I can explain this. It's I very know, simple. I know that you've played it. You've talked about it. Right. There's a the in the first game. I don't really remember what happens in the second game for the story, but in the first game. You're on Earth. Earth is like the last planet in the solar system that has not been touched by what they call the dark. Mm-hmm. I think it's just called the dark, if I remember correctly. Um, is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. But everything in the solar system has been engulfed in this, and there's Earth left. Ooh. And Earth is losing. Like, it was going to be taken, but then this, like, alien sphere just, like, came out of nowhere. It's called the Traveler. And it'll just set up shop on Earth, and it's kind of like Shira, you know, like how they have the gemstones that like set up like the. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, this is like that. Like it came and it kind of just put up a bubble shield, but there's still like like darkness getting in. You have to kind of root it out. That's the game. You kind of go and root it out. Oh, which interesting. this kind of like that. So that Destiny's cool because it there is darkness everywhere, and the job is to like get it out. So I guess it's more of an extreme version of this. But that is kind of... That reminds me of, like, the Star Wars we know. How the Jedi are just, like, constantly yeah. trying to root out dark. And, like, just right. constantly, constantly going at it. And it's just like, why don't you guys just talk? Right. <laughs> so I want to see... everybody just talk? I want to see why. Well, that Star Wars would be really boring. Because everybody would Right. Talk. No, no, no. But here's what I'm saying. That would make it interesting, though, for this new... What is it called? The Jedi Order? Jedi... Uh, this, this new lore. The Age of the... The, the new stuff. The Old Republic. Oh, right? High Republic. The High Republic, yeah. So kind of before, a little before that and during the High Republic times, I would be interested to see where the communication was lost. Like, I want to see that. I feel like, Feed again, I know we've talked about this, I feel like the High Republic isn't going back far enough. Really? To, that's not, I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to judge before I even read anything, but it okay. just doesn't seem like it's back far enough to be what, like, this is my sweet spot. This, this. No, okay, let thousands, me rephrase. Tens of thousands of years prior. Let that. me rephrase. I just want to see that. I want to see this. Yeah. How yeah. how did it get lost in translation? Me too. That's my interest. I don't know why Destiny came up. Destiny, for some reason, just popped up right when you said Traveler. <laughs> oh, because I said Traveler. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, again, so the Daibendu, the word Jedi is from the Daibendu term is a Daibendu term meaning mystic center. Got it. Okay, mystic center. Which you like might the as wheel. Well say mystic middle. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mystic middle way. Middle way, exactly. (laughs) Um, And this eight-spoke wheel is just repeatedly used in Star Wars, but, I mean, a lot. Is it really? Yes. That type of design is used a lot. Oh, yeah, the Empire symbol. Obviously, um, it's the Empire, but it was a Republic before that, and... I don't know why it never occurred to me that it's a Dharma wheel before. I'm dumb, I guess. I didn't it's, know about this. I didn't know there was a Dharma wheel. I know about the Dharma wheel. I totally really? know about the Dharma wheel. Oh. And it's But you say it's a chakra it's a chakra? It's called the Dharma Chakra. How is it a how is it a chakra? Isn't a chakra just like an energy point? Well, I mean again, I'm no expert. Yeah, sorry, um, yeah. Same. It's like a center of energy in <laughs> You're your thinking body. Of Avatar? No, I mean, that, but I like it. there's there's body, points in your body, yeah, where the chakras are centered. But I've never heard. It might of... mean something else with regard to this. I don't know. Okay, but, interesting. Um, I've all I've always heard it called the Dharma wheel, just because. Okay, cool. Because of lost. Well, I mean, <laughs> I did take a class a million years ago, and I gotta get that. So. I gotta take that Eastern philosophy really class, do. bro. I have to. Okay, so fun fact. Here's the fun fact. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The Dai Bendu have been reintroduced into canon <gasps> via the wills no ah oh, dang it that was the call. rise of skywalker believe it or not yeah weird so huh yeah so in the <laughs> visual dictionary rise of skywalker visual dictionary um the planet kajimi <gasps> had a dai bendu temple on it is which, it which one is that man i don't even kajimi was the where um the snowy mountainous yeah. planet Oh, bruh. Which makes all kinds of sense. They like snowy mountainous planets. Okay. Yeah. Kind of cool, but rip, oh, well. <laughs> rip that temple and rip to Jimmy because they got... Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but still, they're back into canon. Like, these actual monks are now canonized, so... D- did they create the lightsaber? No. I don't know how the rest of that story goes. Okay. Because it was a pretty long series of comics. Okay. Lots of stuff happens. Wars and... Dang, dude. What the... Okay. Okay, so just practically speaking now, the... I was kind of hoping I would find more information on the art, concept art Mm -hmm. for this character because that whole planet, Adelon, has got to be one of my favorite planets. Is that the snowy one you were just talking about? No, Adelon's where the Bendu is. Oh, totally. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that one's awesome. Um... But I really didn't find a whole lot. I do have the art of Rebels book, though, and... Ah, yes. There it is. It does say that the Bendu is inspired by large-scale puppets in in movies like NeverEnding Story. What is that? (laughs) I'm too young. It was a movie that we saw when we were kids. I'm too young, please. The Luck Dragon, right? The big white Mm -hmm. furry Luck Dragon. You have to watch it. Um, Lots of giant puppets. Oh, wait. The White Luck Dragon? Is that, like, the thing that's... It's got, like, the string kind of strung around it and, like... It's just a big, white, kind of looks like a sheepdog. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. No, it, it's, like, it's almost, like, on fours. Kind of, yeah. Like, and it's got that strown string kind of just, like, yes. on, and on and his I back. Yes, I can I know exactly see what you're talking about. the connection there. Yeah, totally. Kind of. um, uh, so, Luke Harrington worked on the design. At Shout Lucasfilm, out, man. Amazing. And they broke down the layers, his body, his coral, carapace, and fur. Um, and the plating on the body obviously works like camouflage. Totally. So, I love that, by the way. The camouflaging that he can do. So freaking cool. Like a like I an octopus that. or something. But the whole point, the whole fact that it's coral. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. 
Because coral is interesting. It is just interesting. Just in and of itself. Everybody thinks it's just like rock or whatever. Nah, dude, it's, it's an alive. Animal. It's alive. Yeah, it's not even a plant. It's a freaking it's, I, animal. It's an organism. It's an organism. Isn't so, that fascinating? I mean, I, it's so cool how like fish live in it too, and like they work off each other, right? and it's like a total symbiosis. So, you know? yeah, I mean, like the, that is a desert type of a planet, and yet you have <laughs> yeah. this coral everywhere, huh? and the Bendu looks like coral. Yeah, totally. Camouflages yeah. himself mm-hmm. like the coral. I don't know. It's all just super dripping in metaphor, and I just love it. Yeah. There's like a weird. I don't want to bring up aura, but there's such a weird aura. On Adelon. On him. Oh, on him. Oh yeah. The the coral alone. His look. Just the size of him. How he looks when he stands up. It's just like what the it's heck the is best. this? This. That's it, why I was hoping I would find a little more on the. Um, the visual of it, like, where did they come up? Well, one thing, the Dai Bendu from this comic are yak-like. Like, their oh. faces are kind of buffalo-ish, oh. yak-ish. I guess I assume they look like people. No, they don't <laughs> I all. am so racist. They My bad. Look... Specious. <laughs> Specious. My bad. They actually look like yaks or buffalo. So, oh. we call them space moose. <laughs> but I think it's because the coral. But really, I mean, I got space the look right here. Oh, yeah? He kind of, yeah. I mean, if you look at his face and his fur, he's kind of yakish. I just think, I think the he way like that they brain. constructed him, it, it, you know, all the, all your points are, are cool. I just think they made him look, like, so prehistoric. Yeah. Like, it just, it looks like he is old AF. Yes, <laughs> he does. Like, I don't know when he originated, but you know that dude has been around way longer than you have yes. and knows a ton more than you do and period just shut there's up. nothing more to <laughs> listen it. to yeah. the bendu that's <laughs> that's the way he looks to me he yeah. just looks older than time so that's interesting that you say that oh because the segue <laughs> it's a segue we're segueing into um it's still a lot of influences and origins but uh stuff that dave filoni has said about yeah this character oh wait 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 wait! before before you i'm sorry i know you're gonna go on you will in a second i just want you to bring your attention to the bottom left picture on that page tell me that the coral does not look like a cerebral cortex tell me this one yes that's the cerebral cortex and then underneath that it kind of looks like a brainstem oh i see what you're saying it kind of has a corpus callosum like combining the two halves and this from the this shot from the, the side, spine it looks that's like, a spine spinal cord yeah it sure does look like um we never i don't know if we see him from that angle in the show or maybe that's just but um, his back is covered in that coral right yeah oh come on come on dude could be yeah. the cat right there but. he kind of does look like you're right he kind of looks like a brain you're right Hmm. Interesting. Totally like a uh, what's that painting? I'm such I'm such an uncultured brat. The it's it's creation of the one with him. Yeah. Um, and God reaching down. Yeah, it's a creation of Adam, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. That that one is with the brain in the back. Oh, so good, so good. Yeah, so good. Maybe so. I dude, I never that. noticed that. If you don't have the Art of Rebels, um concept art book yeah sorry it's I'm pretty freaking off. good like if you like that show at all i think you will love the book it's just chock full of all the characters and everything mm-hmm. i was a little disappointed in the bendu only got one page I'm, <laughs> I'm a little partial to him but you know that's bogus i'll have to live 
Anyway, um, you were saying... He looks prehistoric. What did you just say? He looks old. He, he looks, looks old like AF, he's very yeah. old. Um, <laughs> interesting, because you're going to love this. <laughs> Me? Too. Yes. Okay. I'm just going to read what Dave said. Um, this is from a sci-fi interview in September of 2016. Okay. When we came up with the character, I'd been playing with the idea of a, of a character like this for a while. Originally, he was massive. I wanted the rebel base to be built on his back. Dude, they didn't realize it. And one day they came back from a mission and the rebel base was gone. It had literally gotten up and walked away. Then they had to go and find it. (laughs) Why can't we do this, man? This is awesome. I was trying to play the other size, uh, the other side of size matters not. Mm -hmm. Sick, dude. Instead of always going small, I wanted to go much larger and have Ezra try to comprehend a being that was that big. That it was powerful, but it wasn't using that power. But production didn't really enjoy that idea because on Clone Wars it was so difficult to do, so I scaled it down considerably and we wound up with Bendu as he is. What? So, first of all, Colin has been comparing Bendu to the Lion the Turtle, Lion Turtle. From Avatar. Oh, I'm Sorry. <laughs> since it came out. Like, I yeah. think the first time you were like, this is a Lion Turtle. <laughs> Which in Avatar, if you have not watched, Basically, the origins of the Avatar, who's a very powerful being. Spiritual being, yeah. uh, Is endowed, the very first Avatar is endowed with their powers by a giant turtle on which, like, the whole place It's basically an island that's alive. Yeah. It's basically an island that's alive. But it's it's on the back of a a giant lion-ish, turtle-ish animal. Yeah. Yeah, in Avatar, and, in Avatar, all animals are combinations of two different animals, okay. hence lion turtle. Yeah, but that also, like, and Dave Filoni worked on Avatar. Yeah, come on. That. Try something else new, bro. So, but, I mean, just in general, the world turtle myth is a thing, if we want to get into comparative mythology. I've never heard of that. What is that? There are many cultures, many mythologies that talk about how the world was on the back of a turtle. It, like... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. China, India, yeah. North American, Native Americans. Right, totally, yeah. It's a, it's a thing. A turtle, specifically. Specifically a turtle, yeah. I don't know, specifically, I thought it was, like, kind of different things. And I feel like there's a whole Hawaiian myth about that, too, actually, now that I think about Whoa. it. Whoa. I feel like there's a Hawaiian right. story. Anyway. That's crazy, It's a man. thing, the, the world turtle. Cool. <laughs> so, basically, that's what he was, you know, kind of had that idea which Dave. is a brilliant idea and i would have loved that yeah if they'd have been able to put that would have been great because they would come back and it, their whole base would be dude that'd be so cool well <laughs> no i mean cute that would also be a huge nod to like anime kind of comic series art oh yeah because because there are like like i don't know a really cheesy version of examples attack on titan like that like the giant dudes who come in and just like wreck things that's mm-hmm. a big thing and I, that would have been, that would be kind of cool and i oh, you do like giant things and come in and wreck things i love dude pacific rim <laughs> pacific rim yeah. pacific rim honestly the dude what are those called the jaeger no yeah the Jaegers. no jaegers Yeagers? The monsters were not Jaegers. Oh no, um, I don't remember. Man, oh, I'm making sure no. I think of names. Of they kind of kind of looked like the Bender though. The top of my head. Now that I think about it. Okay, so back to just kind of the general concept in the same interview. Dave said that um, 
what Bindu is will come out this season. So this was obviously pre-season three. Ooh. You're talking about the balance of the force. So the force will be balanced. It seems a lot of people have come up with the idea that it's the light side versus the dark side instead of the understanding that these those two things exist outside of us. The Sith who occupy the dark side are trying to crush the light, I guess, and use the power, <laughs> I guess, and use the power of the dark side. And the Jedi representing the light are attempting to represent that and keep the dark side from gaining power. But their prophecy and everything they talk about is about balance. It's not telling them to go destroy the dark side. That's why I believe when you add it to maybe this prophecy, we're misunderstanding it. We've misread it because of the way we're trying to combat things. People don't want to see the Jedi in films as people who are learning and trying to understand things and coming into knowledge again. But they are. They're flawed, which is one of the reasons they lose the Clone Wars. Bendu is another branch of the tree we got into in, close, in the Clone Wars where these mortis beings that represent the dark side and the light side and the balance and then the force priestesses who seem to go even beyond that type of division uh, and be more yeah. like one person split into many different representations. Yes. Bendu is a little more in that realm, which I think is always an interesting character oh, because yeah. they're unpredictable. He's not good and he's not bad. We'll have to see how he reacts to the Rebels throughout the course of the year. Bro, he said it. He literally said it. He said the Jedi suck. <laughs> <laughs> that, there it is. Then why are people being idiots? It, oh, okay. Actually, you know what? I didn't know this existed. This is the first time I've ever heard this. Yeah. He said it. 2016, bro. Bro. Four years ago. We were not woke. We were not woke. Didn't Last Jedi come out in 2018? Uh, 2017. How do we not see this? It's the middle way. <laughs> I know, man. I know. The but Jedi geez. are not the middle way. The I Sith know. are not the middle way. The Bendu is the middle way. He And everyone should be listening to him. Um, and yet? But yet. <laughs> I mean, Kanan really does listen to him. He does, yeah. He does. Um, so, oh, this was, a, this was another interesting thing I found out. Um, that... And I know none of us are big into Lord of the Rings. I mean, we've seen the movies, mm -hmm. but its I've not read the books. I tried. For sure. I tried so hard in high school. It's not Star Wars. <laughs> well, they're really long, too. They're so they long, long and very wordy and just dense. Dense, yeah. Lots so of stuff. Dense. Big universe. And I'm just not smart enough to appreciate those books. There's I've, a different language. I fully yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to understand. You need to sit closer to the mic. You're so far. Um, anyway, interestingly, uh, when asked basically where this character come from, um, he said again, working with George on the Clone Wars, creating things like the Morse Force Gods and the Priestesses, nature itself can be very strong in the Force. I took inspiration from those lessons as well as my love of Tolkien and characters like Tom Bombadil. Characters that are outside the primary story, but still uh. influence the main characters. Who would a Tom Bombadil type character be in Star Wars in the Star Wars universe, aside from Yoda? Right. So this character is who's not biased. In, this not this character is not in the films, so I had never heard of him mm -hmm. before, so I had to look him up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was um, gonna say I don't remember that name. He mm -hmm. is a paradoxical creature. One Ooh. moment defeating ancient forces with hardly an effort. The next, capering 
and singing nonsensical songs. The origin and nature of Tom Bombadil are unknown. However, he claimed already that he was uh, insinuated that he was the first living creature in his country of Arda or his wherever he lived called Arda. Um, <laughs> Devs paradox. Proclaimed to be the oldest in existence <laughs> Sorry. and apparently immortal and possesses a range of enigmatic powers able to give full control over his domain and is immune to the power of the one ring. Oh, he's immune to the ring. So yeah. wait, if he so if he wore the ring, it wouldn't do anything. To I him? don't know. I browsed oh, okay. over quickly what happened when he had encounters with the ring, but apparently it didn't affect him. It didn't fascinating do anything. But he like he just kind of swoops in and leaves and swoops out. That's awesome. <laughs> I love and that. That's a perfect analogy for this. Super character. powerful, but just really has no interest in the war that's going on. Cool couldn't care it's just like <laughs> it's whatever it doesn't concern me you know what i mean and this lies my issue with the bendu okay let's hear i it. know Common has issues with the bendu, so, so i have one issue with the bendu i don't have any others other okay. than this okay right. so uh i like the bendu let me just say mm-hmm. but not not as much as neither of you i'll be honest because of that exact reason that he has this power and he doesn't necessarily like he doesn't necessarily use it to kind of better the okay. good cause. Like, there is a good cause in this story. And I understand his concern is of the Force. And he is the Force. Like, as you say, right? Mm-hmm. Synonymous with. But there comes a point where, like, in order to get the, the balance, like, you got to reach out with what you have available to you to get there. You know what I mean? Like, and he does, I guess, he, like, rains fire on the Empire, but he's also trying to, like, kill the the good guys, right? And, like, or quote-unquote good guys, I know, it's, like, you can look at it from this way or that. Was but... he really trying to kill them, though? Or was he just, get off my planet? I'm sure if he killed them, he wouldn't have cared. Yeah, but he wasn't purposefully trying to kill them. Okay, 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 okay. Well, when okay. They, when the Rebels up, but... wanted him... To help them kill the the Empire, he was like, no, this is not my issue. I serve the will of the Force. And that's fine. And if it is the will of the Force that you all perish, so be it. Okay, yeah, and I think that that's the, the, where I disagree with you in what you just said, Colin, is I, I think of the Bendu as more of a concept than an, than an individual or than a, than a character. Yeah, thing. okay. And as a concept, he makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. As a character, I understand your point. Um, you know, I, I, mm. I, I look, I keep, I can't stop thinking of the Ham- of Aaron Burr in, in uh, oh Hamilton. Okay, talk less, smile more. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Bars. <laughs> that was the slowest but I was trying to remember how it went but the point but, the, but I was trying to articulate what the point is and the point is he he's impartial like it isn't mm-hmm. it isn't he's not running a campaign true it just it is what it is mm-hmm. and you're you know he's not there to teach you He's not there to. Well, he uh, is there to teach you. But he's not there to guide people. Like his job, he, he just kind of—it's a concept. He's not. I, I don't view him like that at all. 
I just I, I think the 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 point that he's in the middle and he's you know he explains you know his position but what you choose to do with that mm-hmm. is really your problem for sure yeah I agree with that and we see know, that yeah chance. so so that I mean again if you if you're looking at him as oh he's got all this power and he can step up and he can help everyone on the planet and he should do that he's wasting his powers by not doing that mm-hmm. then I can understand how you wouldn't like him mm-hmm. okay but if you think of him the way that I'm thinking of him and mm-hmm. that the, the concept makes a ton of sense, and if people would appreciate what he stands for, then I think it's an entirely different mindset. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, I think a, a, an old pod, an older podcast episode of this, we talked about how the force balance concept is hard when you look at the micro versus macro. Yes, that I think is my issue with the Bendu. He is macro. And he kind of yeah. He is fully macro. Yeah, and but here's my quarrel though. Because I like the Bendu a lot, but when he when he decided to fight the Empire in that scene, clearly he... Okay, like you said, maybe he wasn't trying to kill He was literally just trying to get these people off his planet. Right, but... He wasn't trying to... Regardless, though, that's a, that's a form of engagement. It like, is, but it was a... It had become necessary for him to do that because... They brought the war to him. It's like when yeah, yeah. it's like when we were in the season seven of the Clone Wars. Remember how irritating irritated we were? They when just kept coming in and <laughs> they wrecking. came to that planet. Who right, name? Right. I'm never. Ugh, what the heck was the name of that? Isn't planet? it Anne something? Anne Anthra and and I don't remember. But it was like a primitive culture lived there. Yeah. Um, and they had. They had Echo, you know, held prisoner. So Anakin and everybody were were coming there, and the Bad Batch were coming to rescue Echo. For sure. And they flew in I know. with their big old weapons, and these people were like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, 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 you don't understand. Look what they're doing to our friend. They're going to come after you next. You need us. We need you. And they just kind of bulldozed them, sort of, into... Mm-hmm. joining the war basically right. and a lot of them die and a lot of them <laughs> a died. ridiculous number of them die so ben who was like get out of here this has nothing to do with me I- i'm not gonna pick a side i represent the will of the force and if again if the will of the force is for every single one of you guys to kill each other if that's going to achieve balance, then that's going to achieve balance. Let it balance. be so. so I kind of wonder, uh, okay. you know, when he when he, ro- you know, rose from his rocky position, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, he'd been, you know, who knows how long he had been sitting there. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Kanan Jarrus is so conflicted, and he has so much, you know, so many like uh, uneven vibes coming off of him. Right? Yeah. It was almost like, okay, this is a weird situation. I'm going to step in here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if just if if just the Empire was there, and they had set up a camp, and they were in you know forging an attack on a different planet, or you know taking it to space or whatever, that just happened to be where they were housing their ships and their supplies and whatnot. Sure. I don't think, my personal view, I don't think. Bendu steps in and be his is and says, "Hey, you're bad guys. Get off my planet." Mm-hmm. I think he's just like, Get I, off I think my he's planet. just no. I just think he's oh. just like you know, 
it is what it is. Again, you're bad. Just don't bring your s you know stuff to my planet. Right. Okay. If yeah. you're gonna take you know, but the battle was taking place on his ground, mm-hmm. and it's he didn't ground. want it to, so he got rid of it. Um, but again, I. I I think he, I think he stays a rock, or you know, he looks a rock, mm-hmm. as long as nobody's getting up into his business, or he doesn't have like some weird vibe that Kane and Jarrus was putting off, which was you know very conflicted. He did, he hated himself at that moment, and true, I have another had quote guilt that and whatnot. Applies to what you're saying. Um, this was September 2017 on ComicBook.com. Dave said, "Source." <laughs> I think people keep trying to prescribe a Yoda-like influence to Bendu, and he's not like Yoda. Yoda was a Jedi who was on, who was on, this is a typo, I guess, who was very one, on one side of the fight and wanted to help fight and was a part of the politics and everything. Bendu was just out there sleeping in the galaxy and got woken up <laughs> because Kanan and Ezra bring all these tur- all this turmoil to this planet and he's like, why are you bothering me still? I just want to rest and be sleeping. <laughs> he doesn't want to take part in their struggle and in their chaos. Mm. He likes balance and he likes neutrality. Yeah, okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. What, again... It, I'll reiterate, if if you expect because of his power and his capability that he should step up and be a bigger being in the situation, I can see how he would be somebody that would be a turnoff. Perhaps. I understand that. Yeah. I think maybe that's why Brandon has some issues with him too. Brandon will have Brandon and I have yet to have a deep Bindu talk. But I know he has some issues, too, and I'm wondering... Okay, okay. I don't want to come off, like, saying that I'm it. not, like, the type of dude who's, like, rocking in the free world with Bendu. All right? Like, I understand that Bendu <laughs> wants to rock in the free world. And that's awesome, and that's what people strive for in the Star Wars universe for balance, right? Yeah. But my quarrel has always been that in order to achieve the balance we are all talking about, the balance of the Force, the macro balance, we each, every single person needs to make a, a, a choice, Right? And needs to determine for themselves what side they are on. That is internal balance. Yes. Every person does. No, every living thing is my opinion. Okay, well that's... Which is, again, what you're saying. The character versus concept dichotomy. Is it a living thing? That's a good question. Is it a being or is it a thing? That's a good question. I don't really... I mean, I've been training the Bendu as a character. So yeah, and and, I, and again, and I, you know, you mentioned Brendan. I, I've heard, you know, he doesn't particularly. He's not real fond of the Bendu. I don't think it's not that he's <laughs> fond of the Bendu. He has questions. Yeah, I the fact too. that it's called. But we haven't really talked deeply about it yet. The fact that that in context, it's always referred to as the Bendu. <laughs> mm. Well, Where I guess in Bendu? the book it says Bendu. It does say just Bendu sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Bendu, Dad. It does. Yeah, the bo- oh, the, oh, the book says Bendu. It says it Bendu. Both. I always hear, of, uh, hear him referred to as the Bendu. You refer to him. I do, too. <laughs> I do, because you, you do. You do always refer to him. <laughs> the Bendu. I lo- like, like when I say, I love the Bendu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's the Bendu. You know um, who else loves Bendu? Who? You? Freddie Prince Jr. Well, I mean, you know. Mr. Kanan Jarrison. Kanan Jarrison himself, himself oh, cool. loves the Bendu. His the favorite. Bendu. He said it. Out loud, nice, man. his favorite character in Rebels is not himself. <laughs> Thank God, man. It's I not his space wife. <laughs> oh. It's the Bendu. Nice, man. So that says a lot, actually. I think the Bendu is him. the most 
nuanced and interesting character so in Star Wars that we've had since he was introduced. I and it's been a long time. He's possibly I, yes. I think that he's one of those characters is not proactive about assistance. Like he's available mm-hmm. to help if you if you need it. If you real not if you need it. Oh. But that if you actually understand that he can give it. Mm. Okay. Personally, I just think you have to be in the right place at the right time, and he has to be in a generally decent mood. And he's a decent <laughs> mood, yeah. Like that dude like who had a decent sleep. Yes. Lord of the Rings. Meal. Like the dude in Lord of the Rings. What's his name? Uh, Tom Bombadil. Yeah, that. <sighs> I'm conflicted. I see both of your opinions as being possibly valid. I think I need to know if the Bendu's dead. He's to not make- Bendu is dead. not dead. There's no way. Okay. You may think that. I'm, no, I know. I, know. <laughs> I would There's bet no way. a large amount of money. You know, dude, dude. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. D- prepare for my connection to Adventure Time because y'all are going to hit it. Okay, here we go. Okay, but I have one more quote from Dave and it's a good one. Okay, this is a small reference. Okay. Let me just finish it out. You're going to so, like it. Okay. When the Bendu disappears, right? he does disappear, right? If I'm remembering that correctly. He... Th- it shows Thrall, Thrawn. Yes. He shoot. He shoots, and then it looks back, he and he's gone. He's laughing. Totally gone, yeah. and then you hear a laugh. But and there's other times during the during the series when he's there, and they turn and look, look back, and he's back. He's gone. That happens multiple times during oh, the series. Oh yeah, I'm not arguing. This is a kind of a different point. I think. I just, I want to reference Adventure Time. There's an episode, right? There's an episode where Bimo. If y'all don't know Adventure Time, Bimo is a character who is essentially just uh, an AI who's alive, but is an infant. So, like, it's an AI trying to learn well, how he to looks, live. He looks like an old Mac. He's so cute. Totally, yeah. Like yeah. a game, like a thick Game Boy. He's a That's what he looks baby like. Is what he is. He's awesome. Bimo is awesome. Uh, and Bimo forms a relationship with a bubble who's alive because a lot of a lot of things in this universe are alive because of this atomic bomb that was dropped. Huge lore, but I'm not going to get into that. Uh, Bimo forges this relationship with this bubble, and it's a romantic one, right? And then the bubble pops, and Aww, the but so the bu- no 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 it's not sad it's sad for a brief moment but then you hear his voice and he's like I am literally everything around you now like I'm never gone Aww. I'll always be there he's the air like he's literally the atmosphere that is exactly what that reminds me of even though Thrawn's trying to kill him there's that difference well but Thrawn's that's an idiot and Thrawn how he becomes he can kill him I love that even scene he dude. Tells him, dude that scene's so good. You do not see, but I see. That scene is dope, dog. It's so dope. I love how he like walks up to him in his white armor. He's looking all like yeah. swole. He's, he, he's, he's really thinking he's about to do kill something. the Bendu. He's yeah. He's, he's literally swole. thinking, "I'm about to kill the Force itself." Are I know, you kidding man. Me? No, but that's like so good, Dumbass. like conniving, and he's such a bad guy. <laughs> I love how bad Thrawn is, man. He is I love Thrawn. Extremely bad. Such a good villain. Is it organ theme? <laughs> Oh, yeah. That Davy Jones reference. So uh, good. So okay, good. so this dropped July 2017, and I probably told you about it because it was huge news. At the uh, time? Nerd news. Yes. At the time? Okay. That on Dave's social media, he just dropped this on like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, man. He had drawn a picture <laughs> of the Bendu and Ahsoka. Is he a good artist? Meeting. Yeah, he's a good artist. Oh, they're meeting? Yeah. Woo! So the caption said, it just occurred to me, Dave, 
It just occurred to me <laughs> that I never got to tell you all the story of the time that Bendu met Ahsoka Tano. So again, it's like the middle way meeting the emperor that spread his religion all around. Is this what you're suggesting? His empire. This is your idea. I'm just saying now, knowing that that imp- that that guy's name was Ashoka. Totally, bro. Oh, dude, this would be insane if this was, like, the original idea. Okay. (laughs) That would be so crazy. Uh, The time that Bendu met Ahsoka Tano. It was a brief encounter, which took place around the end of the episode The Mystery of Chopper Base from Season 2, just before Ahsoka, Kanan, and Ezra left on their fateful mission to Malachor. So right before they go to Malachor, she fights Vader. Mm -hmm. All that goes down. The best part of the series. Oh, my God, so good. Of their conversation, you might find this dialogue to be the most interesting. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is this what he said? Yes. This is word for word. <laughs> Why is he saying like Bendu, that? you are set on this confrontation then? Ahsoka, I have to know the truth. Bendu, so be it. But understand this. Much will change as a result of this encounter, including you. Ahsoka, isn't that true of all things as time advances? Mm. Bendu, my dear, when I say change, I mean death. <laughs> Ahsoka, so I will die? Bendu, oh. will you? I didn't know that. Goodbye then, Ahsoka Tano, former Jedi Knight. Dude, does he laugh at the end? It doesn't say he laughs, but I bet he does. <laughs> Total Cheshire Cat. <laughs> by the way, by the way, oh Bendu is such are, a Cheshire Cat. I am man. remiss for not even mentioning the actor. The oh, man. heck yeah, dude. The man himself. You are remiss. Gather your notes. Huh? Gather your notes, woman. I know. I know. I know. I know. Okay, so the actor, of course, that plays the Bendu, mm-hmm. Tom Baker. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor yeah. Number Four. Yeah, scarf that's the one with the scarf. scarf yeah. Doctor, oh, that's cool. Um, cool. Dave said, "I needed next. I needed an actor who could pull it off, be bizarre and kind of threatening and mysterious all at the same time." From the very beginning, I thought Tom Baker would be perfect. He just has a way about him with line reads and performance that's (laughs) so unique. I have to say that from the beginning, Tom understood and knew what the character was. (laughs) He would add his own brand of flourish, a bit of humor with a wink, a bit of threatening with a glance, and he does it all with his voice. He's just perfect for the role of Bendu. Tom Baker is a powerful force wielder, no doubt. Dang. All right. Big, big, big stan. It's like... I don't know who else would ever pull that off. Like, Are they using some sort of voice modulation? Yeah, reverb. I mean, I mean yeah. Heavy he really does sound like his, that. Oh, it does? Oh, he totally sounds like that. Oh, okay. There's definitely reverb, and they kind of add a filter to he his voice to make doctor. it airy. Cool. When my mom used to turn on Sunday Night Doctor Who on PBS. Mm. Black and white? Very little. <laughs> like, so little. Yeah. And he was... So cute, like so funny. I just thought he was the funniest thing. Yeah, he's the look I of him is iconic. Minutes later, terrified because of the Daleks. Feels but, like there should be some sort of uh, cosplay with somebody dressed as the Bendu with the scarf around his. Why head. don't you work on that? <laughs> That's tough. <It'd> be <laughs> it's tough. tough. That would be a mashup, unlike any other. <laughs> that would be crazy. Be the Bendu okay. Baker. The Bendu, Bendu Baker. Baker. Yeah, the Bendu Baker. Um, so we've talked about this before, I know, because we did a big Force episode and we talked about the Bendu and everything. Isn't every episode we do here a Force episode? Well, I mean, sometimes more so than others. But I don't see how we talk about Bendu 
Stop looking at my nose. No, there's a fly on the table. So. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh. <laughs> That's in the. They're gonna hear that thunk. Yeah, that was loud. Um. Rip my homie, man. Anyway, right. I don't see how you talk about the bender without at least bringing up the crypton, which are the big, giant, spidery mm-hmm. oh, things yeah. that yeah, live on Avalon. Yeah. Um, and I did a little research. I did a tiny deep dive on them because I never had. Okay. And I knew that it was a Ralph McQuarrie design, but I didn't really know like the details. So the Crickner are based on concept art by Ralph McQuarrie. Uh, and originally they were called the Knobby White Spiders. And they lived on Dagobah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Makes sense. And they first appear in a 1995 Star Wars Legends novel called Darksaber. Really interesting. Written by Kevin J. Anderson. Um, I have no idea what that implies, if it's the same kind of a Darksaber or not. I don't know. Who knows? I could probably... uh, I'm interested to know that, actually. I also believe that those spiders... The design of those spiders remind me of a video game. I can't can't remember. It might have been Force Unleashed. Oh, really? Were there might have been. It might have been. Oh. Like the tall bodies. Maybe. Kind of reminds me of but that. But what was super interesting about them is that what their, like their life cycle on Dagobah. Ooh, some biology. I'm about to get some These knotty white spiders, which eventually turned into Krikna, uh, have one of the most bizarre organisms on Dagobah. Oh. Uh, they are, in fact... A mobile root that was part of the gnarl tree's life cycle, composed primarily of calcified wood. It would break free of its parent tree to roam the swamps and devour animals. After gathering enough nutrients, the spider would find a clear spot to anchor its legs, and if it survived that period, it would eventually transform into roots that allow the spider to grow into a towering tree. Oh, Cool. So it's a tree and a spider. So does it continue <laughs> to be like that after leaving Dagobah, or is is it the same? Huh? Is it the same in the episode? In no, that they don't imply that. They imply that they nest in the you know the caverns underneath mm-hmm. the in the you know yeah. underground. But the whole concept of them coming from this concept—that's so weird. You remember remember how we were talking about Dagobah at one point and how it's like. It's such a binary thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like totally. A, it's, like, paradoxical because, sort of, also, because it's, like, oh, it's such this force nexus. Rich in the force, but also disgusting. But also disgusting. Yeah, yeah. And trees in Star Wars are, like, such a thing. Yeah, weirdly enough. <laughs> There's literally force trees. Mm-hmm. On planets. There's the tree on Octu now, which is a big deal. Oh, yeah. How can I forget? There's the cave in the tree that Luke eventually goes into. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm probably forgetting other things, but... I mean, there's, I mean, there's like a... Uh, isn't there one in Rebels? A tree? I guess they go in the cave of the spider. I don't remember specifically any trees, but... Okay. Oh, no, point, it's a mountain. It's like a temple that, that's, that's yeah, in a mountain. My bad, mountain, my bad. It's kind of weird-looking yeah. mountain country. Or planet, but... Um, I don't know. As soon as I read that, I was like, oh, that's like total dark side, light side stuff. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It totally is. But but interestingly Sidebar enough. the Nobby White Spider. I love them. But like enough. chicken or the egg. Right. You know, like what came first? I guess the tree would have to come first. Right? I don't know. But it's like a, it's like a, 
symbiotic. It's a symbiotic relationship. Light for sure. side, dark side type of a deal. It's cool. Actually, it's yeah. not though. Because a symbiotic infers that there's two things happening at the same time. These are this is one cycle. Well, I guess that's true. I don't know what you'd call that. That's complicated. It is, symbi- it is symbiotic though, because you can't if have you look one at it from without a, the other. Right. If I guess if you look at it from the force perspective, the light side and dark side are living off of each other within a cycle. But like if we're talking about the life of the spider, it's not the spider isn't living off the tree. It is the tree. You know what I mean? I guess. I guess if you're gonna in the tree part of the tree. About it. <laughs> in the tree part of the tree. But anyway, the the whole point is another this was a sidebar. But the whole point is that the Krikna are the tool that the Bendu uses to teach. Yeah, Kanan totally. That even mm. though you are physically blind, uh, you need to learn to see another way, and you need to recognize that you are living in fear. And <laughs> easy. The spiders, the Krikna, are the physical like representation of that fear. Like he physically fears them. He's all like, "Why'd you take my thumper away? Now they're gonna attack me." He's like, "Are they?" <laughs> like, I don't think that. Why would they? I love Plus, that. let's just think about the the simple concept. They've come to that planet, which is the home of those spiders, and go near them and the spiders don't do anything to them and they pull a gun or a lightsaber and they start attacking them. Mm-hmm. They're they're in their home. Yes. Yep. And they're aggressive and, and yeah, then the spiders defend themselves and so be it. But I but none of that starts unless they're whipping out guns. Which is exactly what the metaphor played out. It's they're they are humans just have an innate fear of spiders. You just, they just do. Well, you there's see a spider unless you're. A bug it's lover. evolutionarily developed. It's an evolutionary yeah, thing. It's, it's very hard to like overcome that. Specifically, generally. spiders and snakes. For some reason, spiders and snakes, I believe, are the ones that are like actually like we have a system in our brain that detects the schema of a spider. It makes us go off. It's so interesting. But... Yeah, but is it is it that specific or is it more general? Just that. Those things are different than me, so I'm going to whip out a gun. You're not afraid of puppies. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, anything, anything that that you're you perceive as a threat. How is a tiny little spider a threat to me? It's very much not. Yet I shriek like my <laughs> life is in danger if I see a spider all the way across the room on the ceiling. I feel like I'm good. I fight or flight like immediately. I can't explain yeah, that. <laughs> But I could explain you if you were to shriek. Are the same about snakes too? I don't like snakes. Snakes and spiders. I'm, that's a thing. But it's totally different. Snakes are no, going to kill me. No, it's not totally different. All right. Well, but if you have a spider coming at you that's ten feet tall, you've been bested. Then I can understand well, how you're I know. freaking it's out. Obviously, over dramatized for the sake of being a kids show and mm-hmm. monster, right? Scary monster. But the, but you're right. Like if you watch that episode. From the perspective of, if you really pay attention, they did a very good job of this. They did, dude, they did. They don't threaten that no, girl. Not at all. At all. Not at all. They like, just have, that's their house. She's just, she just freaks out. She freaks out. When she sees it. Period. Whips out a gun, starts shooting. And then it defends itself. So, it and, is. And not only, I'm sorry, whips out a gun, starts shooting, They and, and doesn't 
cause any harm to these things. These things are bulletproof, basically. That is true. So they are really she, strong. <laughs> so and, and this happens with every character Such a metaphor. with every yeah, character it. that whips yeah. out a weapon. They see that these things are bulletproof and now they start to freak out exponentially more when that happens. And where do you have to shoot it to kill it? In the eyeball. In the eye. Mm. What's your point? The sorry. window to the soul. Oh in yeah. The eye. Of it's course. Just very similar. Of Which course. is I mean, I'm sorry. It, their eyes are pretty big and yet they're having a really hard time hitting them. But that that's I mean it's <laughs> Yeah, honestly, man, I'm like, why are you shooting the top of their head? What dog? are you shooting at? And, and they're pretty close to you. They're <laughs> oh, freaking out, God. they're nervous, they're you know, I guess but some, again, the heat of the moment. They're so scared because these giant spiders are just hanging out, like, okay. But it's just it's gotta be one of my favorite metaphors in all of Star Wars. The Bendu, the Krikna, the lesson he teaches Canaan about they are how to live. They are your fear. It's not Ezra. Mm -hmm. It's not because gen you can't physically see anymore. That's not the problem because you clearly are doing fine. He says to him, "You see pretty well for somebody who's supposed to be blind." Um, mm -hmm. And he does. He fights. He rides a freaking speeder bike mm -hmm. after he's blind like, I know. he doesn't need to see with his mm -hmm. eyes he's clearly got it down yeah. yet these spiders are freaking him out and why because he's got everything that's wrong is internal and he says he says flat out you can't you can only change yourself mm -hmm. an object cannot make you good or evil the temptation of power forbidden knowledge even the desire to do good can lead some down that path, but only you can change yourself. And he does. And it's so good. Oh, God, so good. It's and then, awesome. See, and then can he I... has to let Ezra yeah, I know. go into the cave where all the spiders live to go get, by the way, the Keeper of the Shadow Lore. That's one of my most favorite uh -huh, things yes. ever. He calls the um, Sith Holocron the Keeper of the Shadow Lore, which yeah. is so psychology like, it is, yeah. Um, um, young. Young. I was about to say Kant. My brain is not working. Idiots. <laughs> this is totally wrong. Throwing, dude. What, even, what am I thinking? Anyway, yeah, it's totally Jungian psychology. Um, everything icky that you have inside you, he would call the shadow, which is basically your dark side. This is all wrapped up together. <laughs> you know, it's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> so I, I and I, I realize the two of you probably know this already because you're both Star Wars experts. Mm -hmm. But I, I just had an epiphany. Oh yeah. Thinking about that episode and the impact that Kanan has on Ezra when they're in that cave. That you know, Ezra's mentor came back to him. You know, Ezra, Ezra was kind of you know lost. He was you know using the, the. Um, the, I'm sorry, the holocron, yeah, holocron, holocron. He was going dark. I mean, clearly he was going dark. You know, it's almost a, it's a parallel to me to to like Anakin and Obi Wan, where, where Anakin was Ezra at that point where he was start starting to fall off. Obi Wan never came back and made that connection with Anakin to kind of bring him back to the to the the medium. Right, my homie. Which is again. It, I didn't say it before, but I would like to say, because we've had this, uh, Michelle and I have had this conversation before, I believe that Ezra might be the best Jedi mm -hmm. of all of, of all of Star Wars for the very reason that he is, you know, he was trained the proper way. 
He has the ability to see light and dark. He's balanced, and he has a capability, frankly, that others don't have in his ability to communicate with creatures, not just human beings or, or, True. or people. True. He's um, on the creature level. And he's young. I mean, you know, he, he it didn't take him to be 40 or 50 years old to finally nope. see the light. He got it as a teenager. Like 16, 17. And who knows where the heck he is. You know, I'm hoping that when they, they come back with a Rebels series, you'll find out. But, I mean, it's... It's a huge moment in both of their lives. And I, I didn't realize, I didn't think about this before. You probably knew this already, but the Anakin Obi-Wan parallel is, yep. is huge. It's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, executed. also the Yoda and Luke, like when he's in the tree and how he's like, your weapons, you will not need them. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't listen and Yoda doesn't do anything to stop him. Nope. It's like Whereas a Ezra, twisted parallel. Ezra, uh, Kanan is like, give me your weapon. <laughs> you don't need right? it. And I was just like, what the heck am I supposed to do? And he's like, it'll be fine. I'll help you. Though there is a line, the Bendu has the line, why'd you take his weapon? Which which we've talked about, but like, why did he say that? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if I know the answer to that. I, mean, I don't know. If why it was did he just, ask that question? It, I, I don't. I, I think it was more like he was just like he wanted to know what Kanan would say. Yeah. I think so. Oh, as, yeah. As he opposed totally... to he was curious, like, why would you do that? Send him in there with a bunch of crazy creatures. It was you know, a rhetorical teacher question, like, when yeah. teachers <laughs> ask their students, well, why did you do that? Knowing full well what the answer should be. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And his answer was, he has to learn to cope without it, which was the correct answer. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think that... And it was... And the other thing that's very interesting in that, because uh, Ezra is the one that usually can communicate with the animals without any trouble, mm-hmm. could not... The spiders, Talk yeah, he couldn't, spiders. he couldn't tap in. Yeah. Because he was already... Clouded. He was already clouded. Yeah. He couldn't see them any more than anybody else could at that point, because he was already, like, tipping. He's a creepy, man. He was tipping the other direction. Mm. Yeah, and then they had that hug. Oh, you know, they had hug. a bro hug. <laughs> yeah. It's hug funny, because Ezra grabbed on to, to Kanan, and Kanan's just like, yo... I mean, he kind of backed <laughs> off at first, like, no. No, this is enough. But, and then he, then they embraced, and it's like, that's yeah, a cool so. moment. Also, cool. you say he's the best Jedi. Ezra? Yeah. I I feel like he has the potential to be the best Jedi. And I, it, I definitely At that very that. moment? No, not yet. Mm-hmm. I'm projecting. Like, I know you I think yeah. based on his trajectory, where he was at that age, what he accomplished at that age... All right. He has the potential of being the best Jedi. That's what I'm saying. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, when we do it, this. I when can't we, even argue it. When we have our Fallen, F- Fallen Order episode. Uh, let's see. I don't know the video. Kaz? Cal. Cal. Oh. Kaz is the other show. Bro. <laughs> Sorry. Cal is very good. Is he it, similar... Would you say so he has the thing? animal thing? Oh, he, does he? he has pretty much everything Ezra he has the does. Animal thing? I mean, there's a whole cutscene. Wait, I don't know. If, should I talk about anything? No, again? probably. Okay, okay. I'll I'll try to run all the stuff. A lot of people haven't even played that. Yet. Okay, there's so much that is very similar to him and Ezra. Okay, hmm, interesting. But what is different with him is that he has like, well, first things first, he has different force abilities that that Ezra does not have. At all, like he has the thing where he can touch an object, and sense things about it through the force. You know, he's one of those. I forget what that the ability is called. Uh, um, telemetry. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. Is that the right word? 
telekin no, it's not telekinesis. Yeah, I think I think, I think it's telemetry. telemetry. Yeah, right. Okay. But he he faces some pretty intense odds. Yeah, I guess, in that's the story. true. He, who are you talking about? The the character in Cal. the video game? Cal Kestis. Yeah. So, a lot but, of people love him, too. And I've, awesome. I've heard you talk about him before. He's and I don't know the video game, so I can't refl- relate. But I, but the thing about Ezra, compared to other Jedi that <laughs> yeah. were equally as skilled and smart and whatever, Ezra had seen both sides. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He made his Way own more so, at least in my exposure to the other Jedi. I agree than anyone else I right? agree. And, and his you know an understanding of what's going on i mean just the, the whole you know the nonsense about my apprentice with maul and stuff i mean you know and he saw the whole crown he i mean he sat and saw the vision i mean he saw what maul was seeing i mean that's deep and mm-hmm. and he was still able to come back so it t- told me that he is mentally like rock solid and stone ho- honestly he's had three of the best teachers. True. Right. Ahsoka. Yeah, dog. Bendu and Kanan. He's got, yeah, he's got a ten mall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey. Maul's the cautionary tale. Don't be like him. Yeah. Don't want to do that. Look what's going to happen to you. You're just going to be in the desert screaming people's names. Plus, he's around Hera, who's like a motherly exactly. figure. You know, he's well, got that's what the whole great support, support staff. The found family thing, and they just. Oh, they did it so well in that show. I love it so much. But anyway, we're not even talking about the Bendu. I know it's a Bendu episode. I'm just saying. (laughs) We can do an Ezra episode too. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, But I I have to say that my favorite line of all is, perhaps it is the will of the Force that the Jedi and all your kind perish and I serve the will of the Force. Bendu Storm. Leave this place. I am the light. I am the dark. I am the Bendu. I am the Bendu. I am the Bendu. That's so bold. And then he just whips lightning at everybody, like, get out of my house. Leave me alone. It's a yeet, like, atomic yeet when he he bolts. Big yeet. That's why it's like, you think he's dead? No. No. He just bailed. He's out of here. (laughs) He phased with the force. Um, Actually, my other favorite line is the one about where he says... um, The holocron when he has... Maybe... Maybe master and apprentice will find balance, or maybe they will be eaten. Such is the way. way. I love that. It's so perfect. (laughs) It's the epitome right there. That's that's not like what is that? That's like like a narrator from a like Pan's Labyrinth type of like uh uh not dialogue um. Like like when when the narrator like talks, there's a quick aside, so the narrator talks directly oh, like, to the audience. Uh, breaking the fourth wall. Yes, exactly. Breaking yes, the fourth wall. It was wall. very much a fourth and wall thing. Yes, it was. That's why it was so funny. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think is he t- even does he have a convery? I don't I remember. Wasn't that, when he's the, saying that they they had already the, hadn't they already like Kanan follows him into mm-hmm. the cave. And they, you know, so they'd already walked off, and that's when the Bendu's like, eh, like, you know. Oh, maybe, maybe this is the moment they're going to find balance finally. Yeah. Or maybe they'll get eaten. Eh, Such is the way. Yeah. I'm going to go back to my nap. <laughs> it's like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory type of remark. You're right, though. It totally is a fourth wall thing. But that's why I yeah. think it's so funny, probably. But can we, do you agree with my statement about how he's similar to this, like, Cheshire Cat in um, his role? We don't need to talk about it much, but Cheshire I, I get a Cheshire Cat's devious. Yeah, Cheshire Cat's a little more 
I chaos. Want, I want the chaos. Just a troublemaker. Yeah. That's a no. That's <laughs> okay, not. Okay. You're, right. you're right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You right. like the cat in a hat. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and then the other, like the definitive one, because we got to bring it back around to Ashla and Bogan. Jedi and Sith wield the Ashla and Bogan, the light and the dark. I'm the one in the middle, the bender. Oh my god, That's dude! A, can you just imagine going around and, and introducing yourself <laughs> instead of saying, "Hi, I'm Jeff," but like, <laughs> like, I am the one in the middle. The, this reinsurance company and that reinsurance company—they're terrible. I'm Jeff like I'm the best reinsurance. <laughs> yeah. first, first of all, I'm going to start announcing that I am the Jeff. I am the Jeff. Yeah, the Jeff. <laughs> Just the Jeff. Yeah, the Jeff. Um, it doesn't sound cool so at all. I don't know. I feel like I wasn't very clear about why, like, why, what his lesson was to Kanan. Was I very clear about that? About the Krikna? You were. And yeah, like, you were talking about the fear and how like the the Krikna is your fear. You need to face it, find your vision. The Krikna or in the forest, actually, and... the dark side of the force, and what leads you down that path, which is fear and aggression and all the bad stuff that you're. You need to acknowledge that it's there so that it doesn't eat you mm-hmm. and put you in a nest. <laughs> like made Rex. of a dead skeleton of Krikna. Yeah, by the way, which that is was dope. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you also should not, you know, just like run at it and try to shoot it all the time. Like it's not, you just have to, you have to deal with your darkness in such a way that you acknowledge it and you see it through for what it is and not for what you think it is, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to live amongst challenges. I mean, I, you know, it's part of, it's part of life. You can't. You can't avoid it. You can't shoot it. You know? <laughs> you have to, <laughs> you have to live with it. And he's all about seeing, too, which is like, I see you. You don't see the spiders. And then when he finds, you know, Kanan is literally blind, and people are, oh, the only way to kill the spiders is shooting its eye out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll shoot your, go shoot its eye out. Yeah. He's into the, the double speak of the term see, the wordplay, kind of. Like well, the internal like, C versus the outward right, C. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, perception versus sensation. Aristotle. <laughs> just saying, dude. Just, just saying, saying. Just saying. I'm There's just saying. Something to just just saying about Aristotle. It always comes back. I swear, unintentionally. All right. Favorite but new moment. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the 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 original, like when he first appears. Just like holy crap, what is that thing? And uh, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty good. And it's it's so cool. It's just it's it's so powerful. And, and uh, he starts talking, and, and you start to realize, oh, okay, this is a really important dude, or a really important thing. So that's my favorite. I mean, it, I love the hoo 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 or whatever the, the, the ridiculous <laughs> the Woody Woodpecker lap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just kind of silly. But um, but but yeah, the best moments for me is just the original appearance. Like this is a serious dude, and and at first you're like, eh, I can't take this guy seriously. That thing has never appeared in any previous Star Wars things. This is just a nonsensical character. But then you start to to realize, no, oh, that's like everything. He's actually <laughs> big time, super extremely correct. And I would have held up the Bendu as my prime example of where Episode Nine was taking. Force lore, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that, and the Prime Jedi, and um, 
just all that stuff about balance and all ugh, right. all of it. Right. You would, you would have a, tapped into that. that I thought made sense. it was an absolute lockdown done deal. Mm-hmm. You thought whatever. It would have been tough. <laughs> it would have been tough though because while you're a gigantic, most a lot of people are gigantic Star Wars fans. The Bendu doesn't have a huge presence in the Star Wars lore. No, I know that, but the, it was being reflected in so many other things. Fallen Order. The Bendu. No, just balance. The concept of Oh, yes. oh the concept of balance? Flavor Absolutely of balance. understand. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. you were talking about Bendu, like, no, literally. No, no, no. I'm but... just saying it is one prime example of, well, they're literally giving this to us on a silver oh, platter. 100%. What balance means. Yeah, yeah. Dave Filoni is telling, he said it. Like, there was no, there's no, in fact, recently there was a, there was a, somebody put a question on one of my Facebook groups what's your concept of balance? And there was a bunch of mm. things to tick off. And then there was a other, and of course uh-huh. I checked other. <laughs> and I literally copy and pasted that Dave Filoni quote. And I said, I'm just going to let Mr. Dave Filoni tell you what balance is. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. He said the word, and, dude. And a couple of people were like, he said that? <laughs> I like, know. Have you watched Rebels? Of course, oh, yes. Man. Yes, he said that. Whatever, bro. So, Idiots. I just don't know how anybody can argue with it. But you know what? Jagerio argued with it, and they mm. got to say what they wanted to say. And I'm sure they yep. don't know who the Bendu is. <laughs> Please. There's the a lot of like space moose? What? There's a lot of polarizing aspects of Rebels. There is. I guess. I mean... From, a, from the popular sense? When Kanan flies back in from space. Oh, well... You know what? Nobody said boo about that until Leia did it. Yeah, honestly. Well, I understand that, but that may mean... Weird. Nobody. It, but nobody... I mean... When Leia did it, did people even know that it had happened before? I'm sure a lot of people didn't, but, I mean, uh, also I know for a fact a lot of people who didn't like that have seen Rebels, too. So, it's, I guess, it just was inconsequential to their belief that Leia would do that. I don't know. Wait, do I get to choose a favorite Bendu moment, too? Yes, you do. Um, there's like six Bendu moments, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Are you going to rank them? <laughs> no. I'm just trying to remember they're separated, where they're separated. I like when he talks about the holocrons. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cool. That's cool. I do have that I love right that here. part. When he holds the holocron, when he breaks it. Yeah. And he's like, dude. Breaks it. No, he's no like, wait, he doesn't break that. He breaks he, the, uh, the posts. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. when he says, uh, this was in regards to... Because they they had to go get the Sith one, and Bendu is like, "Hey, why'd you need that?" And mm-hmm. they say, "Well, the Sith Maul he he wants to bring them together." And he's like, "Oh, he would bring them together. Such a virgence carries great danger." And Ezra yeah. says, "I thought the holocrons were just libraries of information." And Bendu says, "They are that and more. If two such powerful sources of knowledge are united." They will grant a clarity of vision beyond your kind. That's um, transcendental theory. But also, like, did they, though? Did they what? Did they actually grant a clarity of vision beyond their kind? Because what did they see? They saw twin suns. Well, they saw the future. I guess they did see the future, but... (sighs) And they they also weren't able to complete... Whatever they were trying to see, because Kanan went in there and grabbed 
Ezra out of there, and they 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 didn't see the full vision. Like no one is meant to see the future. Doesn't Yoda that's... say something like that? Like always in motion is the future. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I, I also just think it's a powerful burst of like energy. So, I mean, like like all the characters when they walk into the room, they're like I can't see. Like this is like ridiculous bright, you know. But I don't know. I like that scene. I kind of just like it because the Bendu is talking about... He doesn't say it in such simple words like that a kid would understand, like, knowledge can be used for good or evil, like, Mm -hmm. you know. But it's it's such a Bendu... First things first, he says that in the most Bendu way possible, (laughs) which is awesome. The writing is awesome of Uh that quote. And the second thing is... It's just fascinating that he's just, he's talking about, he talks about Maul, right? He's just like, yeah, this evil Sith doer is going to come in and use knowledge for evil, and we're trying to beat him to it, and the Benny's just like, I mean, okay. <laughs> Maybe. But do y'all know what it does? Like, yeah. you don't even know what it does. Why do you care? <laughs> you know, you don't know what to do, man. That's not your sample, fool. That's not your mixtape. You have no idea. No, I'm just kidding. But, um... I don't know. I, I've I've always been a huge. I've always had major interest in the in that uh, the the theme of knowledge and how it can be used as a weapon or to save. Just like yeah. how water is like you know life and giver and he taking gives away. About that too. I love it. I don't know if I, I have know. it on the sheet, but it's you know basically says you could use you could lean too far to the light and become obsessed with that mm-hmm. and then do whatever you think you need to do for your quote-unquote cause and end up doing the totally wrong thing like it's it doesn't matter it could go either way yeah it's it's super i had this such an interesting conversation with my roommate last year actually we literally sp- stayed up into the night to 4 a.m we talked for three hours and we had this conversation about how it was such a weird conversation, random, about how. And oh my god, it's kind of like this podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess two and a half hours. Um, <laughs> can I ramble for like a second? It's a little late for a ramble. You really think so? Yeah, I really do. Oh. <laughs> I'm literally. But it's about Fibonacci to... sequence related. I'm literally about to wrap this up. <sighs> but I was just talking about my favorite Bendu moment. All right. Right. Can I keep it short? I'll keep it short. Okay. I know how to keep Can it short. You? So, they're essentially... He can't keep it short. I know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking <laughs> how to keep it short. The, but that idea, okay, so that idea of how if you go too far in one direction, mm-hmm. you are lost. Mm-hmm. That This concept, in either direction, you are lost. Um, there, There's this kind of, this. I, I don't know if this is a word, but like the philosophication. It's like kind of assigning philosophy to a concept that isn't necessarily philosophical. Okay. Okay. You can do that with the Fibonacci sequence and how like nature is kind of defined by this mathematical sequence. Okay. Very simple. I'm not going to get into details. But the Fibonacci sequence, when depicted, looks like a spiral. And it goes all the way in infinitely and all the way out infinitely. And there's this concept that, like, when you go, like, all the way in, all the way out, it's, like, kind of, like, the philosophication of insanity. Because it's kind of like you're just propelling yourself to a belief that never actually can be achieved. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, kind of paradoxical in that way. That, like, you can be on this side, but you'll not achieve what you want. 
that's the middle way. And that, that's yeah, exactly what that's why said. the middle way is. That's that's why I want to bring my point back. You want to find your place in the middle to achieve what you want. I, paradoxically, though, right? It's paradoxical too, right? Why? Because you would think you want to go all the way to the right or all the way to the oh. left to achieve what you want. Right. I guess that's true. Right. So if you're in the middle and that is how you achieve what you want, that's kind of counterintuitive. But, but I agree. I think it's the total right way to the force is looking at it. I think there know. are times when your mother and I are attempting to instill that sort of philosophy in you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I when think it everyone comes to should. your work ethic, I mean, there's... Oh, for sure. There's work ethic, and then there's too much work ethic. Uh, you know, there's got to be a happy exactly. medium All right. <laughs> to Here maintain some balance in your life. Be the Bendu. Mm. Be, you want me to be the Bendu? Everyone be the Bendu. Not, be the Bendu. Oh, I agree. Be the ball, but be the Bendu. <laughs> be the Bendu. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. So my favorite moment oh, yeah. is absolutely a hundred thousand percent that first big lesson that Bendu teaches uh, Kanan where... Right, right, right. Uh, oh, let me just bring up for one second, too. The other animals on this planet, besides the Krikna... Are the little snail thing oh, called yeah. the Dakma, which this huh. is. I mean, I wouldn't have figured this out on my own. I had to read about it. That's what the Krikna eat. Yeah. That's what they live on. They, li- they eat the little Dakma. Well, you can see those inside the cave. Which are little snails. <laughs> So they have shells yeah. that are spirally. Uh, yeah. And very, uh, what you were just talking about. Dude. Fibonacci. Fibonacci-esque. But oh, fly. more so, if you notice, there's one point, like they're all over the place. They are all over the they're place. They're adorable. I want one. But they're, when mm. Kanan is meditating and he's kneeling on the ground, you know, like mm-hmm. in the Jedi meditation stance. Mm-hmm. He's got them all over him. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're like crawling up his shoulder and really, and then, I don't remember this. But... Uh, he, it happens. Okay. And I was like, oh, Krikna food. Okay. Uh, now uh, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but oh. probably. But no, 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 never. It's the, it's the Krikna food, the little the little snail things mm-hmm. are the Krikna food. Mm-hmm. And Kanan has to learn this lesson about how the Krikna are his, dark, you know, they represent his dark side. So he's Krikna food, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, anyway, totally. I think that's not too I far. I enjoyed that. I think he's and he's being doused in food for the Krikna, it's duh. Just, like, and they're everywhere too. And also, Zeb calls them bogans at one point. Oh really? really? Yes, he does. Oh, the little, bro. not the Krikna, the little yeah snail. Oh, that's fascinating. It really is. Wait, why would they be bogans? I don't know why he calls them that. It's so weird. When he said that, I was like, did he just call them bogans? That's really wow. Weird. That's weird. But anyway, that first lesson. Oh, and then there's Converse, obviously, which are amazing space owls. Oh yeah, totally. And sometimes space owls are not just space owls. Sometimes mm. space owls are the embodiment of the light side of the force. Yo. But anyway. Wait, what do you mean by convery? What is that word? That's called mean? the space owls. Are oh, I thought that was like a convery. Like a lit, like a uh, uh, like a rhetorical device or something. Oh no, it's actually Filoni's wife's maiden name is convery. No or way. Convor or convery. Oh, that's awesome, too. dude. So he named them after. <gasps> 
That's dope. That's dope, man. He's such a cute guy. What a guy. Um, but anyway, that whole lesson that they have where he tells him you must be empty, there's only the force, mm. you know, turn and walk forward, and he's like, uh, Can't do the that. spiders are out there, and he says, how do you know this? I hear them. Good. Keep walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all this, he just keeps walking. Sound relates them to you. What else? I can feel them in the ground, their vibrations when they move. Indeed, you're, perspe- you're perceptive. Are they close? No. Continue on, then. How else do you relate to the spiders? Before in the caves, a foul smell. It was old and decayed. Why you do that? Oh. And he says, ah, a fascinating description. You see much for being blind. I know what they look like. I saw them when I had my sight. Uh, then Bendu says, then picture them in your mind. Are they close? No. Are you certain? And then Kanan reaches out and touches the Krikna and pulls away in fear. And it hisses at him. Mm-hmm. What should I do? <laughs> What do you want to do? Uh, run, but there's another one behind me, so he's literally surrounded by this fear. It's so good. Um, Lit. You were beginning to see. Ha! I love his ha. Now be empty and continue onward. Like, discard this fear. Discard it. It has nothing to do Drop with it. Drop it off at the door, son. It's, it's fake. It's faking you out. Uh, and he and Kanan says, "Why aren't they attacking?" And Bendu says, "It is not in their nature." Hey, hey, hey! You know who said that? Sister. Hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, sister. Mm-hmm. Or daughter. Oh yeah, daughter. <laughs> yeah, right. Daughter. Yeah. Um. Sister of the. Sister of son. The son. <laughs> I get confused too. I sometimes in my head call her sister. <laughs> no, daughter. Um, you're beginning to see now. Be empty and continue forward. Why aren't they attacking? It is not in their nature. Well, it has been in my experience. Huh. Um, and Bendu says, because you do not see them. Mm. And you mean see them for what they are. And he said, look closer. And Kanan says, there's nothing. I can't sense them. Uh, Bendu says, look within. And suddenly he says, I see fear. Mm-hmm. Bendu says, in the spiders. And he shouts, Ezra. And he says, ah, your thoughts dwell on your apprentice. He's in danger. No. And he draws a saber and the spider hisses and it's going to break bad. And then he realized, no, it's not Ezra or the spiders. It's me. Fear, grief, anger. That's how they see me. That's how I see myself. And he says, ah, your sight returns. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That is a good one. So good. And then by the end of the conversation, he realizes he has to go back and be the man he gotta be. He gotta be. Dude, sorry, I was freaking out when you were talking about this, when he was like, I, you realize every sense is named in this except taste, sight, sound, touch. Oh. Even scent. Oh, you're right. Like, Aristotle. Right. Aristotle, bro. It, it, always, always. I never, I, it's never not there. That's cool. It's awesome. I no, love I this. I did not He's even, oh, you're perceptive. And that's like the level below mm. the intellectual soul. And then he keeps going. He's like, what else? He's getting there. You know? I love that, man. And then by the also by the end of the conversation, he gives the Sith holocron to the Bendu and says, keep it. It's a gift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he says, oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you really got it, didn't you? You yeah. understand now. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to wrap this yeah, sure. sucker up. If you'd like to.
I think I'm actually the most the most awake here for once. Yeah. Well, <laughs> somebody got up early and shot a sixty-seven oh. this morning. No, uh, that was yesterday. yesterday. You shot a sixty-seven yesterday and a what? Seventy. Seventy today. As the Bendu would say, your sight returns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The short game. He's finally learned his short game. That was yeah. his Krikna all along. <laughs> oh, yeah. Discovered that I can read greens with my feet like Toph. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, hey. Whatever, uh, whatever works whatever for you. Whatever works. Dang it. Okay, so. Oh, so many things just came to my head now. I'm sad. Well, we can wrap it you up, You can I tell guess. me after we get Yeah, out. I'll tell you. Okay, so if you would like to find us, we are on Twitter at UnknownReachPod. I am on Twitter. My personal handle is... I can't say the word Twitter. Why do you I say Twitter? Because Twitter is dumb. I can't say Twitter. Twitter. It's Twitter. 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 Uh, my personal handle is <laughs> at FreyAdjacent. We have an email, unknownregionspod at gmail.com. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. And we are both on Facebook. And if you, like I said, watch some devs. Oh my god! <laughs> on Hulu, yes. if you have Hulu, it is an amazing sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to really get into it, you can listen to Colin and I overanalyze the crap out of every single episode yeah. um, on our podcast called Decoding Devs. Yeah, I almost forgot. forgot. I did. <sighs> um, and that is pretty much everywhere Unknown Regions is found. So, anything else you want to say, Jeffrey? Oh. Thanks it's been a pleasure. Here. Yeah. Thank you for including me. Yeah. And I hope that I have an opportunity to speak with you again. I'm sure you're when we talk about Rebels. Yeah. We will be talking about Rebels, I feel, very soon. I hope so. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh man, they announced the Bad Batch. That's going to be the next project. Now we have to wait for three more years for Rebels. I don't think Dave's going to roll like that. I think we're going to get an announcement about Rebels sooner than later and possibly have concurrent shows. Why not? Oh, that'd be dope. I Especially, think, I'm sorry, but... Oh, I was just going to... I think Dave wants to do Rebels. I think Dave is biding his time. <laughs> That's all I want to say. And is just like, you know how Come it is. Come on. It's the trust tree. Yeah, it is the trust and tree. And he likes Another to throw tree. little tiny crumbs, little tiny crumbs, one at a time, <laughs> just making us wait. He likes to torture us a little bit. I know he loves that. <laughs> yeah. I think anyway, we'll get it. What are you going to say? Soon. I was just going to say, it, given the circumstances, live action is not doable, so animated is the way to go. Mm-hmm. And totally. That totally. potentially moves up the timeline if it isn't already. They've probably already finished season one knowing those people. <laughs> probably already done. <laughs> oh. And we're just like, are kind of almost done. Yeah, more scripts are written. There's no way you're gonna tell me scripts aren't written. Scripts are always written like a year before more with Bendu. Disney. Mo- oh, God, I hope more Bendu. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that'd be cool, man. I, I'm not gonna make you give your email. I don't think you want people. No, no, no. Facebook. I don't, I don't want anybody contacting you. you. Facebook, Facebook. Jeffrey Willis. Jeffrey Willis on Facebook. Check him out. <laughs> and he's the world's best reinsurancer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and I'm sure you're all aware of that. <laughs> they know. <laughs> he has an award. It says they world's know. best reinsurancer. It was so. given to me by Delaney. <laughs> I think, like, in episode three, we did mention how you're a racer, sir. I think it's in there. It's in our discography. It's there. <laughs> Super. Our, our rendition on Dad. Okay, so we promise not to wait 
eight weeks before we do another episode. This time we're going to try to get back on a regular schedule. Our apologies. Okay, yeah. For being very irregular. Um, <laughs> it's it, We were just kind of in a place and doing that other podcast and, and you know, there's been a little bit of a I've been writing. Star Wars stuff. I've been Collins writing. Been writing music like crazy. Yeah. Um, so we apologize for that, but we will be back soon-ish. You know, on a semi-regular schedule. Um, so, yeah. hey. Hey, Colin. Yo, it's been a while. I know. <laughs> I almost forgot. Weird, man. Um, hey, Colin. What's up? See you around, kid. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regents Podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.